Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, tour dates. I am in Sacramento this month. Uh, there are only, I think, a hundred tickets left for the entire weekend, uh, and it's just Saturday or just Sunday. So maybe Sunday and Thursday. We may add a show, but uh, we may not. So get your tickets now. Uh, the other show I have is sold out. <clears throat> it's in Grand Rapids. I will see you in Grand Rapids. I have tour dates coming up uh, in the following months. God damn it! I added this Vero app. And now all that's coming, I turned on the notifications. So I've had a thousand notifications today. Um, the Stardome in Birmingham, Alabama in June. Why am I have June up here? I don't know. Um, Laugh Out Loud San Antonio, the 5th, 6th, and 7th of April. Comedy Off-Broadway, the 12th, 13th, and 14th of April. Wise Guys, the 19th, 20th, and 21st of April. Zany's Comedy Club, the third, fourth, and fifth of March. Where's a Where's Zany's? What city? No, not March. April, March, April, May, May, May. Zany's is in. Uh, today's an interesting podcast. Well, where is Zany's? Don't you worry your pretty little head okay, about it. Okay, all right. Do you not know where Zany's? Nashville. I was say. I kept wanting to say Chicago. Um, yeah, this podcast this week's a really interesting one. Why? Who is it? <clears throat> it's a girl. I, t- I told her how I found her, but I found her. Someone posted a picture of her, and I was like, the "Oh, the girl she's, that just left." Yeah, the girl just left. She's Ashley. really. I liked her. Yeah, she's. Oh, she is. I tell you what. I I did not know what I would like about her, but now I know what I like about her. What? She's opinionated. Yeah, that's I, good. But I'm not like that. I'm. But I'm, I'm. You know, like. You're sort of like that. No, but I wouldn't be like that. Like I like as strongly. I, I I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't be as strong as she was. She has some really interesting insights. We have a great conversation. I'll talk more about her in a second. Um. Uh, but I want to talk real quick about my special this past weekend. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was a dream set. Uh, well, I'd say a dream set and half of a dream set. <laughs> a dream and a half. A dream and a half. The first show, if you were at the early Saturday show, that was not my best set. It was okay. It was, it was okay. Fine. It was not it was totally fine. It was not perfect, and uh, it and was I, not perfect, but it was completely fine. And I was, and I was Except like for the drunk heckler in the corner. There was a heckler. There was like I mean, so bad. I was sitting next to him, and I got up and asked him to shut up myself, and then I went and got security and asked them to shut him up. That's he what was you get, so Philly. Bad. That's what you get when you pick Philly. That's what you get. And he couldn't even sit upright in his chair. He was so drunk. And then there were some people in the back talking, and I was hearing people shushing them. It was just a very, you know, and by the way, it is not that crowd's fault. We had some some technical difficulties, and the show started an hour and a half late. And they, I think they were probably sober by the time they got in there, and they were maybe a little frustrated. And then we started right immediately, and we told people they couldn't move at one point. And so it wasn't entirely their fault. It was just a, it just is, that is the price of doing business sometimes. Yeah, it is. And then I went up for the second show, and I had maybe... I will only say the second best set of my life because you're never going to replace the best set of my life. That yeah. was a seven-minute ICM set that changed my life, that got me into the business. That was before I knew you, right? But then, man, that show, I would argue that show I did, that second show Saturday, was the best set of my life only because it was one hour. It was flawless. No flubs, no hiccups. No Timing was great. I was in the moment. I ended up doing my whole set I ended up telling two stories I didn't plan on telling, and they killed harder than my... I mean, it was just... It just could not have been better. 
It could not have been better. I, I said thank you to a bunch of people as a joke on Instagram, but sincerely, all the people at Preston and Steve, Casey, Kathy, Nick, Preston, Steve, you guys for having me on this show. Thank you so much. Um, I know that all my shows were sold out. I know that, but but the fact that you guys have welcomed me into your family for so long is is uh, it's not lost on me and I and that's part of the reason I enjoy doing your show because it really re- it really sets my buttons straight for the weekend right. and gets me into Philly right. thank you Philadelphia for coming out and supporting me you guys really treat me like uh, like a brother I, and I feel the city of brotherly love I really appreciate it well, thank you to the Eagles what were we gonna say Leanne I think you need to tell that one story What's the one story? The story about uh, break a leg. I think you should tell that story. Because oh. that's a pretty amazing oh, moment. Oh, this is really fucking amazing. So we get ready to go. The girls fly out. My mom flies out. We get three hotel rooms. And Leanne and I are getting ready to leave for the show. Of course, Isla comes to my room. I think I lost my phone an hour before showtime. Right. Oh, it was really hour, two hours and a half. But um, And so we go to leave the girls. And Georgia says... <clears throat> Break a leg, Dad. And Isla goes, break two legs. And then Leanne goes, actually, Isla, that's not why they say that. Um, They don't say that it doesn't mean Dad should break his legs. In Shakespearean time, to show approval, an audience, instead of clapping, would stomp their feet. So the premise was, you'd hope you'd do so well that they'd stomp their feet so hard that someone would break their legs. And then Isla says, Dad, break a thousand legs. And we walk out and we laugh and giggle. So I do the first show, like I said, not horrible, but definitely not my, definitely not. If I had done one show, fine, it was was fine. fine. I know, but you get critical. You get get critical as a comic. It wasn't what the second show was, and the second show was what you dream of. Yeah. And I start my set. I come out good. I come out strong. uh, And I by by the time I am on my one, two, three, four, fifth joke. By the way, these are shorter jokes, just to you know get things moving along uh i do the act out of it that i do and they start stomping their feet so fucking hard i thought we were gonna bring down the truck i was sitting underneath the balcony and i thought this is gonna totally screw up the audio of this special they're stomping so loud it sounds like like an earthquake they're laughing cheering and stomping so hard that there's a moment where you see me honestly turn to look at what is the guy i'm jacking off it's a long story but Uh i go to turn in the bit i turn to look Uh but i'm looking at the room going what the fuck is this right that show could not have been better they stomped throughout it it was a rumble they at the end a guy probably 300 pounds 300 plus pounds rips his shirt off on the balcony all their shirts are off on the balcony and the guy's covered in eagle tattoos and he's cheering and i tell the jib i go catch him jib swings around to him gets right up to him and in perfect Philly fashion he looks right into the camera and starts going E A G L E S and the whole place just catches up with him and yells Eagles it was fucking magic my agents were there they were through the roof my one of my best friends my whole life Tony Hernandez was there and he was like I felt like I just watched you throw a no hitter he was like that was it was the best I I want I'm just so grateful Thank you so much, Netflix, for giving me this opportunity. Hopefully, what we caught, what what happened in that room was caught on camera the way we want it to be shown, and it'll come out like that, and everyone will get to enjoy it. Um, But 
It was a fucking dream weekend. It was a dream, dream, dream weekend. It was powerful. Powerful Burt Kreischer. Powerful Burt Kreischer. Powerful Burt Kreischer. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, Leanne can talk ad nauseum about because she is changing our business model because she went in and she made a website that she liked, that she wanted to navigate and operate and run. And it increased our merchandise sales exponentially. It sure did. Probably tenfold. It did. And, and, and it's so simple. Leanne did it. Leanne barely understands Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, I don't Christina really, Pajinski yeah. just, or Christina P, Tommy, Tommy, and Christina, Tommy, Christina, uh, just retweeted out about Leanne's podcast, Wife of the Party, Wife of the Party website, obviously Leanne did through Squarespace. Wife OTP. And, and Leanne's like, I don't know how to use that. I didn't see any of that. To, I don't look at my Twitter. I've just now got a Twitter. I but, don't know. How but to. she, and so if she doesn't know how to use Twitter and can use her Squarespace and make square, make a website through Squarespace, that says a lot. How easy was it to do Leanne? It was not hard. It, you know, everything is, is template based. So you just kind of choose the template you like, and it takes, you know, a couple minutes to figure out how to add, you know, text boxes or video boxes or blog yep. boxes but it's really simple beautiful template created by world-class designers powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online the ability to be customized look the feel the setting the product with just a few more clicks than you'd ever think let me tell you something everything is optimized for right out of the box making a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions turn your cool ideas in a new website showcase your work your blog your published content your vlog you name it sell products services of all kind that is what we do with ours and it has increased tenfold and i'm going to we are going to once again through this easy template we're going to set up something that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna announce now, but we're gonna release. So pay, stay tuned, everybody. I am making uh, lucky coins. They're gonna be Burtcast Cogs of the Machine ish coins. The kinds that you go when you go to a military base and the colonel gives you a coin. Uh, it's it's like it's really neat. They're really heavy. They're thick coins. They look like silver dollars, but bigger even. And so I'm gonna be making a thousand of those. I'm gonna make a thousand of them and. Uh, and if you hit me up, I'll send you one. And we're going to do that all through Squarespace. It's so I literally said to Leanne, we just got to figure out how to do that. And Leanne's like, oh, Squarespace can do that. I got that. Don't worry. I got that. I can totally got that. So so B, um, I'm going I'm to do that. I'm off this week. I'm off next week. So I'm going to get that started and moving forward. And then I will, I will let you know on my next podcast or, or the podcast after that what you got to do to get one. It's just very simple. I probably just want you to sign up for my email, email list or whatever or shoot me an email. Let me know that you listen to the podcast. Um, but it's just out of gratitude. And it's a cool little thing. It's not a lot of money out of my pocket. And, and, I, and I, if you're a fan and you want something cool, I want you to have something cool. And they're good. I'm the luckiest guy you'll ever fucking meet. And these coins will all bring good luck to you. So take it out with you drinking so you don't get knocked out. Anyway, here's my point. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BERTCAST to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Enter the code BERTCAST. If you are a, a bar, a restaurant, an artist, a nutritionist, a wellness coach, a lawyer, a gamer, a real estate broker, a trainer, a performer, an architect, a furniture maker. 
If you do, um, I probably not. If not, I wouldn't do it for porn website. Anyway, <laughs> probably not. Go to squarespace.com. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code to save 10%. The offer code is BERTCAST. Off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Enter the code BERTCAST. Everyone in my house is sick. I have partied way too hard these last two days, but not as hard as I've partied in the past. By the way, I did drink this week on the road in Philly, but not a lot. And I, it's interesting. When I'm focused, I'm measured. Leanne's sick. She's ready to go back inside. We got to order pizza for the girls, so let's just get this party started. So today's guest is a, a, a woman I met. I found her through um, Instagram. Troy Conrad's. I meant to say his name in the podcast, and I forgot. I think it was Troy Conrad's. Had posted a picture of her. I had clicked on her link in her Instagram, and I had seen uh, she had posted a picture of these two girls dancing. And me and my daughters started watching this. I talk about this on the podcast, and then I got into the spiral of watching kids dance. And then next thing you know, I was like, "Oh, what about this person?" Went back. She's Irish. She's attractive. She's a great comic. And then, and then recently, I saw this article she wrote for the Guardian. It's in her. Uh, Instagram profile. Our Instagram profile is We Miss B. W E E M I S S B E A. And uh, and it was a fantastic article. We don't get to talk about it much, but it's a letter and an article she had written to her dad who committed suicide when she was young. Um, and uh, and I found it fascinating. And I know a lot of people deal with that stuff. And you know that I've lost a friend to suicide. So so I, I was like, this would be a great person to have on the podcast. We ended up not getting to that because we have a very interesting conversation about um, women in comedy and the uh, accessibility for women at certain clubs, namely the comedy store. We talk about the comedy store a lot, and uh, and she uh, and 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 what in a, in essence it would be affirmative action. Halston, correct me if I'm wrong on any part of this. Because I'm, I'm, but what would be affirmative action allotting more spots specifically for women, and and we talk about it. It's an, it's a great conversation. We talk about how more conversations need to be had in this com, in this country, because no one wants to uh, relinquish their side. And that maybe both of us didn't do that here. Maybe one of us did, or maybe we did. Maybe we learned something. I don't know. Maybe you'll learn something. My point is, it's a great conversation. I will say, Leanne. That what she did accrue from this was I make a lot of money. That's what I must have put forward a bunch. I'm sure it's insecurity, whatever I was saying. My point was trying to be this, and I will only clarify for what you may hear me say and may come off obnoxious if you misinterpret it. But what I was saying was that I was defending the comedy store and saying the lineups at any given point are Jim Jeffries, David Spade, Bill Burr, uh, Norm MacDonald, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Joe Coy, like just the, the biggest names that Joe Coy is actually, I don't really see him at the store a lot. Chris D'Elia is what I meant to say. But all these guys are doing multiple nights in a theater and making uh, well over $100,000 an evening just for doing one night of stand-up. And what I was saying is that this business should be merit-based merit uh -huh. and that you, sh you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't, just simply a lot five spots for just five any women when you're talking about these guys and it is guys but there is girls eliza whitney um nikki there's a lot of girls going up at saratiana that are going up now look i'm not eliza and whitney they're they're doing very well for themselves but like you know look joe and all those all those people i just named make more money than me whitney or me uh nikki and Sarah. So, so I, I, what I was trying to do in this whole thing, and by the way, I, I, 
I think I know what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is the people who have the spots are the people who are working at a different level nationally, regardless of gender. They're just working and at that, a different level. Is that, that what you a, mean? There's a pecking order. And that I will, what I was trying to say is that any given time when I look at the lineup, I see, I see comedic millionaires, people that are making millions and millions of dollars doing stand-up. Sebastian Maniscalco is one of the top 10 paid stand-up comics in the country. And right. I see him on the show every night. So what I was trying to do was defend the fact that these are lineups. And by the way, I make a good living, but I don't make what Sebastian makes. But I'm the spot right out. I'm following Sebastian, Delia, Rogan, Joey. And, and so what I'm saying is find me the five comics that are females that are at Sebastian's level. And yes, they can bump Sebastian. But until that time, they don't get to bump Sebastian or Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. And I think her point, and I'll let her I'll just listen to the fucking conversation. I am so, it's so hard being a white guy these days because you just don't want to fucking offend anybody. But you're like, I, I don't, I definitely have a brain also. Well, I know I should shut the fuck debate. up and listen. Well, it's an interesting debate because I find, you know, why aren't there more women comics? Do they give up before they even get started? We try to talk about that a tad bit. I don't but know. I don't know if I do a good job of representing men or just the opposite position of what she was saying. Well, my question would be this. Stand-up is um, a very specific uh, personality type and there aren't a lot of women with that specific personality type so i wish i was i wish i was just male. a fucking misogynistic pig and could just come at it from that angle but i'm trying to hear things and rationalize but then defend logic and and but but i will say this i think it was a fantastic conversation and i think i learned a lot i know at one point i went i think i know what you're saying now i think i see what you're saying she said a really brilliant quote that I'll save for the podcast. I hope you enjoy this. Um, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you learn from it. And I hope you love her accent. Her accent's absolutely great. Um, she's awesome. I'm going to have her back on the podcast. We're going to do a drinking podcast in a couple weeks where it's late night. She's Irish. She likes to drink. And uh, and I don't mean that racist. Look, I'm just back. I'm going to take a Xanax go to bed. Oh, fuck, guys. I hope you still love me. I love you with all my heart. Guys, enjoy the podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashling B. This is No, it's uh, just a casual conversation. Move the mic whenever, whatever feels comfortable for you. Yeah, probably about there. Um, you know the reason I... Uh, the reason you're on my podcast? Have we started the podcast? Now yeah, we've started. Whoa, God, you move quick, don't you, Bert? <laughs> don't even, don't even do a little bit of light fingering at the start. Nothing, just <laughs> straight in there to the podcast. <laughs> By the way, I know there are a bunch of guys on forklifts. I know there are a bunch of guys that are blowing glass right now. I know there's uh -oh. a guy going through uh, <laughs> through uh, dialysis on his kidney machine. Yeah. Who are all going? Whoa, what is this <laughs> voice? I could listen to this for but an hour. Where Holy is she shit. from? Hey. It turned down the sound on this dialysis machine. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I uh, I follow uh, someone on. I'm like, my brain is a little fried. I've been partying last two days. Classic you, Bert. Yep. Uh, but my brain is fried. I follow someone who took a picture of you. Oh. And uh, and I was like, and you're pretty. So I was like, oh, she's pretty. And so I clicked your link. And it said comedian, and I went, I don't know her. How do what? I don't know Pretty her? comedian? I don't know about that. <laughs> and so, and she then, must be a witch. And then I went to your thing, and you had a video of two girls dancing. 
to Dude. Missy Elliott's. Oh, they're my favorite thing in the world are dance videos. So okay. most of my Instagram is like people going, things that are doing this song. Where are you doing? Where you from? I, yeah. I love dance videos. I got obsessed with that dance video. Yeah. I actually downloaded the Missy Elliott song. <gasps> and then because uh, it three... And and then I started And then I was like I'm Get on this dance video thread mm-hmm. And then I'm like What the fuck How am I in these dance videos And then I was like Oh it's that girl I go okay Who's this girl now So I go back to your, your link And I go comic And I was like I was like Irish And so I watched <laughs> You were live at the Apollo uh, Yeah yeah Probably was Live that. at the Apollo And I was yeah. like Oh she's funny as shit <laughs> And then I was like Oh I think I was going to I think I might have been going to London that week mm. or, or coming up. And I was like, oh, I'll see if I can podcast with her. And I texted you. Yes, I yes, DM'd yes. you and I said, hey, I would love to have you on my podcast. Yeah. And you said, uh, uh, I, it, it was perfect personality. It was like the, per- like you go, <laughs> you go po- podcast, what's that? And I went, oh, okay, maybe they don't know over there. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and so you started breaking my balls yeah, and I was yeah, like, no, oh my God. God. We got the concept yeah. <laughs> over outside of American podcasts. Yeah. And so then, and then you hit me up. You're like, oh, I'm coming to LA. Yeah. And so now are you here in LA for? Mm, I'm here until the end of March. Uh, I'm kind of over and back a lot. So I spend about a third of the year here, but do you want to hear my birth story? Please. Hey, Bert. Do people do that all the time? Yeah, a lot. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> you I, gave never, that sort I never of once came look. up with a joke. Where's Ernie? I never once could come up with a comeback for that. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. It would be such a bit. It's sitting there, though. You could ask your listeners to come in with the best, like, every time <laughs> someone goes, hey, Bert, do you what, what you do back? Um, but so I, yes, I'm always, I'm always doing podcasts, Bert. Uh, don't really have a clue what they are. I don't listen to them myself. Big fan of the audio book, though. Uh, the sort of <laughs> retro podcast, as it were. Um, and uh, someone, I got in an Uber last Friday, charged my phone. And as we were going to the venue, we were doing a gig at the Virgil. And um, as I, 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 as we were chatting away, he's like, so what do you do? And I normally say accountant because who is a time to get into it? Yeah. But I said, ah, I'm a comedian. And then he's like, I love comedy. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, like immigration always do that to me as well. They go, you like comedy? So uh, who you like? You you uh, do the same thing that, um, that uh, you, you, you like Bill Burr? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't do the same kind of thing as Bill Burr, but it's always <laughs> him or what's that other comedian? I can't think of it. Anyways. We get into it And he's naming out some people And he's like Oh Bert Kreiser Yeah And I'm like What? I'm doing his podcast next week Then I forget to take my Uber Or I forget to take my phone Out of the Uber And he drives away So I'm, I spend the night With all of these people I, I'm probably I'd say I've got three people Logged into my iCloud now On their phones Who can just access All my sexy pictures Um I was trying to find my iPhone, blah, 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 blah. And that night, he managed to get in touch with my friend through the Uber app, um, find me uh, and arrive at my house where he waited outside in the cold until my friend was able to email me on my laptop and he brought back my phone. So I'd like to say a big shout out to John, the <laughs> Uber driver who listens to your podcast and loves you. Shout and out very to John. Kindly. Shout out to John, who's also a musician. Oh, nice. John, hit me up. Sweet. John, hit me up. We'll play some of your music on this 
this episode. Yes. Oh, uh, you got to get here quick, though, John. John, hit me up. I'll play some of your music on a future episode. Yeah, because that would be impossible. Hey, John, be- literally if you impossible. get in touch with me before you hear this, you'll be able to play your songs on my podcast. John, if your ears are burning right now. <laughs> oh, God, please just tweet me. Dude, shout out to the, the only reason. I mean, not the only reason, but one of the major reasons I got this last special mm-hmm. or the one I just shot was because of an immigration guy at Canadian border. No. Yeah. Why? What did he do for you? Uh, Should I ask? No, no, no. The guy who runs Netflix, Robbie, was going through immigration. Yes. And he was just shot a special in Canada for someone, signed with someone special. Yeah. And the immigration guy said, what do you, uh, what do, you do? Guy says, uh, work for Netflix. And the guy goes, <gasps> or no, he goes, what were you doing up here? He goes, I was shooting a comedy special. And he goes, oh, are you a comedian? And he said, no, I work for Netflix. This guy goes, oh, you got to give a special to the machine. And Robbie's like, who's the machine? He's like, shit, you don't know who the machine is? That's what the Uber driver is talking to me about. He goes, yeah. oh, he's the machine. I'm like, yeah. what is the machine? Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like the only, it's like the story I'm famous for. This is what he also told me in the Uber. So yeah. I got a lot out of that Uber driver. Yeah, I've had, I've heard, I've had people tell me they've heard people telling that story I've had people say, I've told your story saying it's my story at a, at a party. I appreciate it, man. It's a good story. But, uh, but yeah, so, but I, I, when I first saw you, I went, uh, I went, oh, this, you know, like I was like, I was already into this song, this Miss Elliott song. Yeah. And, and this whole thread. And then I saw you, I saw your stand up. I was like, she's great. And so I'm so glad you came to do my, my podcast. Thank you so much. But then I did the research about you and I was like, oh shit, yeah, she's no, not going to like great. me. No, 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 I'm not. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a fan of myself. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I am myself so I don't have to watch me. <laughs> no, so, so let's, so there's a bunch of things I know about you that I don't know what they are. Oh my God, let's go. This okay. Is- um, Can I also say at this moment, I'm just currently looking, we're in the back of Bert's garden and he has chickens and it's the first time I've seen anything that resembles a farmyard animal because I grew up in quite the countryside in LA in Los Angeles. Just like chickens walking about. I love it. And your eggs, your own eggs. Yeah. It's so the opposite of like, party guy, to have like, am I also raise my own chickens? Oh, <laughs> it's this just close like... to making a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> out of the chickens. So your sister. Yes. These are the things, I'm going to go through all these things I know about you. Okay. And, and, and I'm dying to, that, like the things that I go as a comic. Yes. Well, I'd like to know more about this person. Oh, great. Your sister is, mm-hmm. says very funny outlandish things when she's drunk. Oh, you, I mean, she, she she's just, my sister hates me talking about her, which is why I continue to do it. Is she older or she's, younger? She's younger, but people have started asking who's older. And I'll be honest, I don't mind that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just really looked after myself. And that's what happens when you do, Sinead. Um, her na- your sister's name Sinead? She is called Sinead. And she's actually flying in tomorrow, Bert, into LA. Why? Because she assistant designed Beauty and the Beast, the costumes, and they've been nominated for an Oscar. So she's going to the Oscars on Sunday. Are you shitting me? I would not shit you in your own house, Bert. Oh my no. gosh. Yeah, so she's coming in tomorrow and she's going to be here can on I Sunday for the online? Oscars on IMDb. You can, Sinead O'Sullivan. Again, she hates when I say anything. If you heard her name and you're on the dialysis machine, forget it. <laughs> By the way, the one guy on the dialysis machine is having the best day of his life. Oh my God, listen, I'm all, I want a dialysis machine now. <laughs> We can be like, who was it? Was it the Oprah Winfrey show? When she was like, you get a dialysis machine. You, you get, get a, a dialysis, dialysis machine. machine. <laughs> you know, that's how Spanx became big. No. Yeah, I just researched Spanx today because apparently I went to college with that girl. <gasps> you went to the girl. Thank you to that girl yeah, for I, giving me a hug when I needed one, but around my waist. Yeah, she uh, she was a tridel at Florida State. And uh, that's a sorority. Ah, okay. Um, she was a tridel at Florida State. And I just, I just read all about how she came up with Spanx today because... 
um, because I follow this guy, David Goggins. I talked about him earlier. David Goggins was on Rogan the other day. Mm -hmm. David Goggins lived with the guy who owns the Hawks. The guy who owns the Hawks uh, is married to the girl who created Spanx. And the girl who created Spanx was tried out of Florida State. You know what you're a bit like? You know in a beautiful mind, except it does work out, <laughs> when he starts putting all of these connections together. Yep. Ooh, uh, your sister's cute. Oh, okay. Well, blonde hair? enough of that. Yes, blonde, yes. Oh, I bet she's, I bet she. I told her she was adopted, but unfortunately she's not. She is, uh, yeah, she's adorable. Oh, totes adorbs. Yeah. She, uh, I'm very proud of her. She's an extremely accomplished person. But again, because she's, she's such a like go-getter and extremely capable, amazing designer and very creative person. She also designed one of the Black Mirrors from the last series. You know, the one about, I'm not Don't sure if you watched them. Don't start me on Black Mirror. Okay, I'm Can't not going to start Black you. Mirror. Whoa, Bert. But Can't did you think the costumes on the ones where they all had to rate each other in the second series? No. Did you think they were great? <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> did you not see that I one? I didn't see it. I, love it. I hate that thing I've never seen. Oh. I, I, saw, I saw someone, everyone talked about this Black Mirror, about the the uh, one Black Mirror one where the girl and the guy hit the guy in the car on the bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I watched it. It's an hour long. It is. And I'm like, uh -huh, okay, I get it. There are. So, I mean, you know what? The great thing about them is there's so many different types and kinds that there's something in there for everyone. There's also some rom-com ones. There's some dark ones. There's some action oh, ones. Real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so I like time travel. Not all of them. Uh, oh, what ones are kind of time travel-y? Some of them are kind of set in a not too distant future, so yeah. you'll like those ones. I saw that Metalhead. Metalhead was a good one where the where the robots are chasing the people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a really yeah. Charlie good one. wrote that one. Charlie Brooker wrote Who's that. Charlie? That's his Charlie Brooker. So they're they're all Charlie Brooker. So Charlie Brooker is a quite a prolific comedian in the UK. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's like one of the biggest. It wouldn't be necessarily a stand up. More, um, he does like, like a, a slightly Apatow. political uh, kind of now because of the all the Black Mirrors he's produced and written. He does this thing called Screen Wipe, um, where he talks about the most watched stuff and how the year went um, so he'd be kind of like almost more of a John Oliver type of character where he reviews stuff in a kind of comedian It's interesting yes. that you use a, a British guy as I know, an American I example know, I know He I got in like, trouble for saying we the other day We? He said something about America and said we as American oh. Americans lost their shit They were like bro you're not one of us Whoa I love the things people will jump on Don't you oh, um, Can I tell you what's driving me nuts and I know you'll have an opinion yes, on this Yes please And by the way be careful because what you did say at the beginning of this podcast does apply somewhat I will say collectively to everyone listening we are a tad bit mouth breathers like like I want to talk about feminism in a second I mm -hmm. want to talk about I want to talk about the letter you wrote to your dad these are all things mm -hmm. that are stuff that are right up everyone's alley but mm -hmm. um but this is a careful one in America because I think everyone what, here is what, open what does rabbit mouth breeders mean <laughs> mouth breeders uh, mean uh we just breathe through our mouths just <laughs> It's like an idiot, pretty much. Goes, okay, but does it mean uh, anything bigger? No, like, just, is it a metaphor just, for a type no, of person? Just a meathead. Oh, okay. Meathead. Ah. Um, I, I hate hypocrisy, and so babes. So do I. No wonder we get along famously. Yeah. And so, like, I don't have a problem with people boycotting uh, companies for the NRA. I do think that they are. Um, these companies that spot, you know, have deals with people that mm -hmm. are members of the NRA. Totally makes sense. It's what America's founded on. I don't think it's going to change anything. I think that the gun lobbyists, the gun, there's too much money in guns. There's way too much money. It's, you're not going to, you're not going to move the needle at all. But what you will move the needle with is if you attack celebrities that su support guns mm. and famous celebrities are like Whoopi Goldberg is a big NRA supporter. 
you know is she yeah and i was like and in my head by the way i don't want whoopi goldberg attacked mm. but if you want go after the people where oh what a spicy thing to come into a podcast and have their own shoes yeah. ashing do you believe celebrities should be shot <laughs> but i liked it better when we were talking about chickens in ireland but it's like one thing to see i'm, I'm gonna use amy schumer because i'm sure she's someone that probably has tweeted about this mm. but it's one thing to see my liberal comedian friends go after delta that's fucking yeah there's no one they're not hurting anybody mm. do you know what it is uh it's very interesting because i this is going to sound like a, a totally irish thing but we don't have guns in our country mm-hmm. and uh they just use sticks haha <laughs> the army do but we're a peacekeeping country and it is very it's an old why I, I was talking to your wife earlier on about queer eye for the straight guy and there's this other show i love on netflix called ugly delicious and why I love it is it's this um, Korean chef who goes around and talks to different communities about their food and stuff like that. And it feels like a show that is not judgment or not too left or not too right, but is using the things that America brings it together. Because I've been coming to this country to the la- for the last four years and I pop in and out for two months at a time. And in the last year and a half, it's been nuts. Every two months I've come back, something else has happened that is really just pushed people apart and it seems like America's really bleeding at the moment and everyone feels so divided and divisive and it's like there isn't a culture of a little bit of trust to put yourself out there and put your hands up on any issue. Oh, no one does No that. one's willing to just put their hands up on anything that happens. So for example, I I like paying tax. I believe I'm I've started to earn more money now and I'm there was a time where a, a, a person came to me and was like, oh, I can sort you out with a few little bits and bobs. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to be wise with my money and clever and not be stupid. But I also want to pay my tax because I pay tax so that someone who can't work will be able to get back on a, a ladder and then you pay it down. And that is not me losing out. That might be me losing a bit of money, but I'm hopefully gaining a better, better society. And I think we've all lost the run of ourselves in America and the UK and Ireland about what we lose when we give something. We feel like we're giving up something and losing something rather than seeing what we're gaining. And you always see that in communities where someone, one person puts their hand up and someone else goes, okay, I will too. We actually gain something better. And that really feels like what's happening in America at the moment that, uh, and why I love the show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I might seem like such a tenuous link, but there are loads of people going, do you know what? I'm just going to trust this guy for a second. I'm going to put my hands up and go, maybe I'll put that slightly to the side and just listen. And it has to, it happens with gender as well. It happens with what's going on at the moment that just, we're not giving up power by listening to someone or by, by kind of putting down our arms for a second. And yeah. it feels everyone's so scared because also, I think when you when you allow people into a country, for example, some people are like, it'll like, dilute our culture. And you're like, no, 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 no. It'll strengthen the bits of the culture that are worth keeping. And I feel like with, with gun control, for example, in this country, that's, I mean, so far away from what I grew up with because I grew up with zero guns and still as much policing and zero gun violence. And you see the way things are in Japan or in Australia. They still have guns, but there's um, uh, there's control. That it feels like here, if you were to go through all the checks, the right people will get guns then. And if you feel you're one of those people, then you will be okay. So, to, But this fear that, well, once they start that, then they'll be this sort of everyone the, the the mistrust of the other 
realizing they were all the same is really it's just burned through this country in the last year and it's been really fascinating to watch especially from my point of view of flying in and flying out all the time and seeing it at comedy club gigs and the different types of audiences you meet what people laugh at then two months later they don't laugh anymore because it's too close to the bone yeah. then it's 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 really quite fascinating and a big thing is if we can just put down our arms for a second in metaphorically and, and literally in so many ways and then hopefully the the right things will come will come to the surface if we just allow it a bit of space do you um do you do the road much at all uh in the uk i would here i pretty much land into la and i'm i'm just in la yeah. but I, i've played in new york and san francisco oh, you, gotta go there. To, you gotta go to the middle of the country yeah it'd be really interesting um what i find what's interesting is when i gig in new york being from ireland everybody knows what that means because uh, spots are shorter in america so i would normally go up and do half an hour in the uk or most people to do 20 minutes to half an hour whereas here they tend to be 10 to 15 minutes yeah and um in when it's only 10 to 15 minutes or sometimes 10 you don't have time to explain what your country is and so it, it, it's always helpful when someone knows immediately and in new york as soon as i go out and start speaking my accent everybody knows just a few cultural norms that comes with being Irish. Yeah. Over here, there's still, because there isn't a huge Irish community on the... It's not even remotely. It's still like, is that Scotland or where is that? I'm sorry. What, what, is that, is Braveheart Irish? And you're like, no, okay, Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. you have your um, Colin markers. Colin gorgeous. He's a gorgeous I just, man. We were looking at a house t- together. <gasps> not together. But you and Colin Farrell. We were both, there was an open house and he was in there. And I was Bart. blown away. By his like, handsomeness. I was fucking following him room to room. We'll never be prouder than the time Colin Farrell went out with Britney Spears for a day. Like, that was a great day for Ireland. Everyone's like, yeah, go on, Ireland. Come on. <laughs> um, but yes, where were we, Colin Farrell? Oh, yeah, so when I gig... When I gig in LA, it, it, it was a different sort of experience getting used to it and, and working out how you come on stage and, and realise, you know, I walk around with my face and my accent all the time yeah. and you forget that, oh, it just might be a, a bit of a different sound and you have to give that a little bit of time to oh. rest. But, but I think actually the more east coast you go and the more midwest sort of Irish, there's bigger Irish communities like in Chicago and like in, than there is on, on this side of the country, on the west coast are we west yes west coast you gotta i wish I, I wish i had more gigs this month i'd offer to bring you out with me oh. so you can see what i like a real like like a real american comedy yeah. like because it's very different than la new york it's not but that's anywhere that's any big city with with a diverse group of people the comedy clubs are going to be very different so what i found was i remember i, I had this bit about like um like a small town disco and it's really <laughs> funny because even though it's an irish disco that you go to that bit works for anyone from a small town yeah so yeah, so your material, ch- like a, like people from a small town or in the Midwest are the same and people from the middle of Ireland and the middle of the UK. Yeah. In that When your references or, you know, you're not near one of the big cities that makes political changes or where cultural influences come from, you tend to have the same points of references or like a similar type of lifestyle and stuff like that. So, you know, like I think that I, w- I would probably find that very similar to doing gigs in, in the countryside in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to see, like in like Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento's it's like such a there's th- th- this country is really interesting, and a lot of lot of like comics. You know, in the states we have like 
club comics and then we have like yeah. alt comics mm-hmm. you know we're like the alter, alt, alternative rooms that are more like nerdist and yeah. ucb yeah those rooms are a tad bit more forgiving than like even like the store mm. but then the store that store is pretty rough to be dead honest with you mm. um considering like punchline in sacramento it's like that's legit working class yeah like i like, love the punchline in san fran i've done I've that's done very that. different that's really nice so that's very different isn't it? <laughs> but yeah. isn't it also do you know what it is is just with any of those gigs i think we underestimate audiences in general nope i think we nope. i really do nope i honestly because I, I play a lot of the club gigs as well <laughs> and again you have a way of <laughs> Here's, oh, Bert! There's, you have to be... I've had this conversation with people. There are times that you will write a joke about race where you are... Oh, uh, yeah. You are I'm not saying everything line. works, but yeah, in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah, a yeah. joke, of course. A joke, you're like, that just doesn't work here. Yeah. But in terms of a set and managing an audience, you just have to learn what stuff to go out with. If you go out to an alt gig and you immediately start talking about liking reality TV, people are going to be like, Ugh, or the difference between men and women. Yeah. But you can wrap it up and do it in a different alternative way. Yeah. But in the same way, you can talk about weirder stuff with club audiences, but you just have to make sure, like I have a bit about depression at the moment. And, you know, you'd think that's more an alt type of thing than to go to a comedy club and talk about toxic masculinity. But I actually wrap it up with like, um, I had this idea when Kanye West was very unwell and he went into a mental health facility. When it came out, they said that he had been, one of the causes was that he was jealous of Beyonce. So I thought wouldn't it be much nicer way to wrap up depression to rebrand it as just being jealous of Beyonce because then you could just go like I can't come into work today I'm jealous of Beyonce oh my god I totally understand that I totally understand being jealous of Beyonce like I'll come back in when I feel a bit more Rihanna and like you can you can take an idea that might seem like a bit of a bummer to talk about at a gig and package it in a more mainstream way like you can I, I don't think it's always like oh they just want to talk about you don't it. have to dumb it down you don't have you to don't, go in and just don't. go like so yeah. who wants to talk about Olive Garden yeah, you know, yeah like, exactly you can, but yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. I definitely I would never say that I ever take what I find funny and try to repackage it in a uh, more digestible way for the middle of the country mm. but there are times where you do have to be aware of where but you that's, are that's okay because but even doing that you're not losing out who you are because if you were to go to a dinner party with a load of friends sometimes you, you don't change you don't start changing into a tux but you might make a bit of a more of an effort and put on a jacket that doesn't yeah. mean you're not being burnt in his sweatpants and, and hoodies and baseball caps anymore I'll but, you could wear a bit, yeah. 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 but you could wear a baseball cap with maybe nice new trainers like you yeah. can do versions of yourself where you're yeah. not giving away your voice but you're like oh I do have to respect where I'm going here I always remember in Steve Martin's autobiography he talked about how because I like I, I don't like dressing up for stage I'm more comfortable in flat shoes a pair of trousers and some kind of sweater jumper top and um, but I also understand that on a Saturday night if you're going somewhere where it's people's Saturday night and they've paid $20 into a gig you and you just kind of rock on stage like you've barely washed yourself they have paid money just a suggestion that you appreciate it's their night out and they've gotten a babysitter and they've bothered to come out yeah. so you, you know brush your hair put on a nicer version of your sweater sort of thing <laughs> wait do you, you know, know that, do you, are you aware that I perform shirtless <laughs> no not at all And but you know like do you brush I your shirt no. do you brush your chest hair for example I, I fluff it <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep I make sure my necklace is straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it dangles nightly. As you said that, I was like, I'm charging 35 bucks a ticket and I don't even wear a shirt. But that is like, that's a ri- that is more Saturday night for me because that's yeah, like yeah. Chippendales. That's like, yeah, take it bloody off, mate. And what kind of hat do you wear when you're on stage? Do you wear any hat? I got this one in Detroit. Yeah, was, so was, you wear a hat but no shirt. Yeah. Like, so oh. this is what I'm talking about, Bert. I'm not, I'm doing a queer eye for the straight guy on you now. You don't have to change that you perform shirtless yeah. but maybe don't wear your grubbiest hat if it's a Saturday night out there we go. you wear a nice baseball cap and yeah. they're like that's his character nice jeans nice shoes nice jeans nice shoes no shirt yeah Sounds like $35 worth for mama, if I'm oh, honest. $35? I love your accent. $35. I said the TH. So how how uh, how long have you been doing stand-up? Because I know you kind of exploded on the scene. It happened very quickly. You won like yeah. the big... Uh, the big uh, it was a newcomer competition. Yeah, I, I started, so I've been an actor for like 15 years. And successful. It, you, I mean, paying the bills, which was nice. I, do you know what it was? It was quite free. It was like a baptism of fire, but also I'm very grateful. But at the time I was a bit overwhelmed. I started stand up and within a year was on TV. But I'd been an actor like for a long time. So, so, so take me from beginning Take me from beginning to where we are right now, if you can. So like went to university in Dublin to do like French and philosophy and was in a sketch comedy group there. Then was like, I'll never do a comedy again. And I went to drama school in London to learn how to be a very serious actress. And when I came out, uh, acting didn't go too well. As in, I just wasn't getting work. I was getting little bit parts and stuff, but not the dream. Yeah. And um, I started writing script writing and then I got a job in um, a show that Sharon Horgan was making uh, where I played her sister. Who's Sharon Horgan? Sharon Horgan has a show with Rob Delaney called Catastrophe. Oh. It's on Amazon. It's done quite well. Do you know Rob Delaney? I he's do. Stand-up? Yeah, he's one of my pals as well. Um, and so... Well, I thought to son. myself, he did. Yeah, uh, I saw I read that. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, I knew him quite well. He was a beautiful little boy. Um, so yeah, so uh, and to anyone out there grieving, you should read Rob's post because it's it was, quite yeah. beautiful. They are, I mean, uh, should I talk about? I don't know. It's not. It's not my story to tell or anything. But they are. Rob is an amazing father, and they are a testament. Like what I was talking about earlier with love to what love can do like Henry was very unwell for about a year and a half and to go into that house all the time and see the amount of love and energy and bounce in the house despite what they were going through and it was it has been hell on earth but um, and even for their other two boys and how loving those two boys have come out of it and how loving Henry was Henry was so funny he was such a funny little kid and he could only like just about he just about started learning sign language and he was funny and he was he just cared and he got on well with all of his nurses and everyone he was just a great kid and that came from their love and energy and when you see that in a house it does it speaks testimony it's it's just such a giant testimony when you think about um, how like love can build a bridge or really can love pay your bills no but it can help you when you're when you can't find a way to pay your bills and that making that as the foundation of any house or any home or any society you never lose out it's not a hippy dippy idea it gets you through the bad times it's not saying that if you're loving that that'll kind of fix practical problems but God it lifts up your spirits when when you are there and it's just I felt so privileged to be involved in their life Rob's a very 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 funny dude and I read he's a very insightful guy I read his uh, I read his post about getting sober Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of like 
when I was like, oh, this guy's more than just a really funny guy to follow. Oh, yeah. Like one of the funniest follow Twitter accounts. Yeah. I think he kind of defined the brand of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, he bit. really did. He was one of the first kind of uh, people really like, oh, this is my content. This is where you find me the most. Yeah. And then he went out to London and started doing a show for Amazon. Yeah. With with Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Okay. So Sharon. So that's the show. So yeah. you played her sister in, in that a show? Different, no, oh. in a different show. And when that, and I thought, oh my God, this show's going to be on TV. If I don't start stand up now before nobody knows me, 25 or 26, I okay. think. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. I hadn't even started stand up yet. I was, I started Yeah. At well, that was, sometimes I get jealous of people who started earlier. Like, I know people who started at 18, and I'm like, oh I'm God, not, if I'm I could have started. Of any of those fucking people. Yeah. Live a life first, then talk about it. Yeah. No yeah, one wants to hear that's true. anyone under 30. But speak. imagine just going out and not caring what people think like I I do I did care I was so like aware of things oh because you were on TV well not yet like the show didn't go anywhere (laughs) so but I started thinking I'll do this before I get super famous Um, it's not a bad way to look at that but I I did because I wanted I was like oh I won't be able to go out and it's it's really important to have time when no one cares who you are to go out and yeah. test your voice and mess around with jokes and fail and die in your ass without anyone paying to see you but a, a kind of about eight months later I won this comedy competition and uh, it was called So You Think You're Funny and it's kind of this prestigious newcomers one in, in Edinburgh and a woman hadn't won in 20 years and for some reason the media just went bloody nuts about it that I'd won it and then I was on TV about four months later and I just became so overwhelmed because I was still like trying out my 20 minutes and finding my half an hour or like, yeah. and to all of a sudden have people and and nobody knows what those competitions are. So you're like, oh, to win that, I just did ten minutes. But people come to see you like you're some big road. Oh yeah, you're, next, doing you're the next. You. Big yeah, thing. exactly. And, also, and, and, and the UK is a little different in the sense that um, it is a smaller. I'm a fucking idiot. It's a smaller country, so to get mm-hmm. on TV, you can start selling tickets pretty quickly there. Once you're on TV, it does start shifting tickets, yeah. yeah. But also the way comedy works here, everyone works towards a tight five. In the UK, everyone works towards an hour. So when you start yeah. out, you work towards an hour. It's a, it's a, and it's you almost do an like hour a, of stand up. It's a better system. I, everyone... I think it is as well. Well, do you know what it, what happens with with in the US? When I do my sets here, it makes me think, oh, Ashling, make that joke better and tighter because you've less time. But then I often see people with great ideas and I'm like, oh, I'd love to hear about that idea, but I, you've only 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So how do you expand out a story or really stretch it out? You the know, system's the start broken. The system's broken a tad bit because I do see New York comics and LA comics mm-hmm. put out hours and they've never done the road. And you're like, oh, you need mm. to be like this last hour I did. I was on the road from November 1st. Mm-hmm until th- this past Saturday was my last show. Yeah. So I, that was like November, December, January, February, four months every fucking weekend, yeah. adding shows, three shows mm-hmm. Saturday, two shows Thursday, two shows Friday. I'd go in and do Wednesday's places. I'd mm-hmm. do Sunday's places. Yeah. But I had to run that hour, and that's the big mistake. That's what Edinburgh is. So you do it for the month of August in Scotland. It's the biggest comedy festival in the world. And you do it... 30 times in a row and that's after having previewed it maybe 20 times mm-hmm. and then you get to Edinburgh and run it 30 times in a row and it's soul destroying but God you feel bulletproof by the end of it I bet 
Because you meet different types of people and you're having Wednesday gigs and Friday shows and bank holiday weekend shows and it's just they're all different types of audiences and Scottish audiences on a Saturday who are absolutely hammered but great crack and they heckle versus like a Monday audience of maybe the pensioners who are getting a discount on the Monday <laughs> and they're like oh is this bit about hip hop hooray and you're like yeah ah, I'm death to the you know um, so it is a good way of testing out your stuff but then also I have a real problem with every time I have to shorter sets I really we struggle because at the time yeah I'm just like oh how do you even get a what do I ah you know in five minutes five minutes good so I did five. seven minutes the other night and someone was like and I was like I don't even I can't even do seven minutes yeah you come out and, and you so hello oh that's my time thank yeah. you very much all the best yeah but but I, I'm also more of a long form storyteller yeah yeah so like too. I get kind of caught in a place where I'm like mm. like I went up to the store the other night I had and I was just doing 15 minutes and I was like wow the story I'm working on is 11 minutes so yeah I'm like and but how and do you get in you have to warm them up first gotta warm them up and then you go all right guys sit still take? for a second yeah yeah it's and hard. by the way everyone else is doing rapid fire Everyone else is doing 15 minutes jumping all over the place. Hey, you know the thing about the stories, and I'll, I'll bloody say this in a podcast. I am shocked by the gender disparity at the comedy store in 2018. Like, shocked. Like, I, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. And sometimes in a weekend, there are 60 men and three women. That's not even funny anymore. It's, well, there, But I don't think there are... Because um, a comedy store isn't hard to do. It's... Uh, there's... I don't... I... How is that possible? I don't think there's that many... Okay, okay. I'm going to say something in this. You said that, so I'll reply with this. Yeah, no, because what I'm saying is fact as well. So what I'm saying isn't a... You've got all different types of comedians, all all races and religions. Yeah. So you've got people from Muslim backgrounds. You've got people um, who are Asian backgrounds. You've got like white uh, Democrats and Republicans. You've got all different types of people. And and you've got alternative comedians, people doing voices. It's not just all like, bros, where my bros at? It's not. You've got Judd Apatow, who does a lot of... I know he's a celebrity, so... It's different, yeah. but you've got softer people. But you've literally got Ali Wong, um, uh, uh, Nikki Glazer, uh, maybe Sarah Silverman, and these are just the five that appear. Whitney, they never appear all week. Eliza. Whitney, Eliza, and then who else is there that regular? Like, but and they might be over the course of a month. And there are well, women selling out Netflix shows. I don't understand. I, well, I don't know that there are a ton of women selling out Netflix shows. Oh, no, no, but with Netflix shows. I don't know. With, there, there are a ton of women with Netflix shows. But, I mean, there I think will be I, soon. In I, my, I, I so I've just did the 15-minute specials. Yeah. And we were 50-50. In fact, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, there yeah. was... And, and, that's, and, and, and all realize. of those comedians were all like forces. Like, none of us are shy retiring flowers doing kind of like bits of poetry or yeah. a ukulele about where my boyfriend's gone. But I think everyone that's up at the store has an hour Netflix special. I think what they're looking at, the people, like, trust me when I say, I'm probably but this on is, the, the Netflix I'm the special low end. Thing, the Netflix special is, um, the Netflix special, and they're just the women. So to have, so to get on the comedy store in LA, which is just famous. a comedy club. No, as a woman, you have to be famous. Yeah. Or as a man. All the as six, a man, no, you have no, to no, be you've got comedians there who don't, who just go up, and, and I'm not saying they're not great, yeah. but the disparity, it isn't like, it is, I'm not so talking about I'll 10. Put, let me put this in perspective. But just, and I, this just, is, what, just let me finish okay, my point. Yeah. I'm not saying 10 female comedians and 20 male. I'm like, oh, one day hopefully that'll be the You're same. You're saying five I'm talking and five and 60. Yeah. 
Like it's 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 crazy. And also that you have to get a one hour Netflix special and be that famous to get on as a woman. But as and, a guy. And as a man. As a man. But as a, no, no, no. As a guy, look through all the people there. There's maybe three or four people with Netflix specials, maybe headlining the weekends. Yeah. But everyone else, the other, say, 50 men don't. They do their little specials or podcasts or different bits and bobs. Yeah. But there's no... Like I've never been able to get on anywhere other than the belly room, and I'm like, I I can sell out anywhere in the UK. Got a Netflix special coming up, like there, or even Catherine Ryan who's got a special. She can come in and do little bits and bobs, but, but not and no like one, no one. I don't know who Catherine Ryan is. That's if she's it's a worldwide Netflix special. It's done really well. Again, yeah, she, it's like, she, but and she's done Conan a bunch of times. But would she? Like, yeah, but no. But hang on. But here's the deal, and I, and I'll say this very flatly. Yeah. Um, you need to be able to sell hard tickets. Yeah. To be working at the at yeah. the store, and 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 I, I don't know Catherine Ryan. Yeah, but I don't, how how big are the theaters she plays in the states? Oh, big! Like, like yeah, so her her Netflix special did really well. She would easily 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 work at the store if she wanted to. Yeah, she could no, no, very easily. What I'm saying is that. I understand if that was a store to headline if that was a policy for everyone. It's not. But it's there not. are like fifty, then say fifty male comedians over that weekend. Who don't sell like that? I, I was they, arguing like, where at, are a, the... at a principle, and I think I know what you're saying. I think I know what you're saying is that if, if there are there are ten there are net, ten yeah. guys that are actually just working that aren't aren't famous aren't anyone ten I'd say forty okay so because I that that if if you just had to have that you're like great what we don't talk about is a comedy store we go and talk to the Netflix Netflix we make sure that there's more of a in terms of who gets specials but, and blah blah, blah or just is, the industry in terms is, of how we foster talent just let me finish so <laughs> in terms of how we foster talent yeah. we look at the problem in the greater area but the comedy store is literally the only place in LA that does not reflect what's going on it just doesn't reflect and it yeah. does in, in terms of skin colour and religion, but just not gender. And I cannot believe it because there are names. There are names who go on there, but it's just, it's not, if everyone had to pass by that test or had to have at least X amount of TV credits or yeah. whatever, you'd be like, okay. But that's not, honestly, once you start looking through their Instagram account and look I'll through look their weekend their line. Uh, I just look to see what time I go up. And by yeah. the way, I'm, I, I will say. You'll start to go, oh God. I just looked at their website two seconds ago to uh, for uh, my buddies going there. Tonight. It's easier if you look at their Instagram because they post the weekend's lineups. No, so I... they have one to 15. So the, the, this is the you know? original rooms lineup for tonight. Rogan, Whitney, Chris, David Spade, Jeff Ross, Eric Griffin, Theo Vaughn, Sherrod, Sherry Shepard, Jason Gillern, Fen Femhin Awar, Sarah Tiana, Court McCowan, Jack Knight, Sandro Iglio, Lucas Hurl, Sandy Danto. So I think That's one room. So I, that's what that's two That's the OR. Two out of fifteen. So that's the, and the original room is the That's like the the main room. The is one the to the left room. as you go in. The, the main room's room, most yeah. produced shows. Yeah. So the store doesn't really have anything to do with that. That's people coming in taking over a night, them promoting it, and them usually putting up their friends and famous people mm -hmm. to try to sell tickets. Mm -hmm. So that in that room, I've had rooms where I, where it's like been me, Norm MacDonald, David Spade, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Whitney, Eliza, like everyone, every single one of those, every single one of those is a theater act. Yeah. So like there's not Segura, Christina, there's like a huge, that's, that's, but that's produced. Yeah. But in the OR, I, I know what you're saying. I, and I like, but there. It's just not that it's five and 10. It's two 
as opposed to 13. Yeah. And that's even two some nights. It's of like how many women get into comedy. Like there I are a really lot of men. I really don't think it is anymore, Bert. Honestly, I'm there. I don't see a in lot the of community. women. I don't That's see a lot of women doing stand up, but I'm. But I, but by the way. But are you always going on up at the store? You was going up at the store. I go store. up the store, but I go. I go up the store. <laughs> That's this, probably but, the but that we could also argue the store is the greatest place in the world to do comedy right now. I don't agree. There's not one better comedy club in the world better than the comedy store. Oh in LA. my god! Like and then and when then you, the LA. When you when, LA. when you're looking at it from a point of view that stops that basically isn't representing your voice or your gender. Yeah. It's really hard to see that. You're oh, like I see how what you're, saying. you're okay. seeing one thing. You go to the if the comedy store was reflecting what's going on in the world. Imagine if the, imagine if for every there was only 13 there were 13 white people on every bill and only two black acts every single or only two people of colour on every single and and that's not women are half the population and that you that that's the, that was what we're reflecting you'd be but like what, well, that would start to send out a message but what that would start to send out a message the wider going don't get into comedy no, but because I don't you think won't I, be, you will have to have an hour Netflix show before you'll even be allowed on a normal Thursday evening I had to have I had to I had to sell tickets before I get up the yeah, store yeah but there are loads of people selling tickets that's what I'm saying no but I, but but I, I'm, I'm gonna put it I, I'll bring it back one step but like trust me when I say there like there are not that many people selling tickets there, there are a lot more than there ever have been but like there are very few comics going out on the road and making a hundred thousand dollars in a weekend mm-hmm. very few and 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 myself included I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars in a weekend but most of the lineups I'm on those guys are making over a hundred. But if you're an important venue as well, this is where the comedy store is so well known. Yeah. And I do feel it's really sad that there isn't a responsibility there to bring up new comics. Yeah. You're like you can hop on anywhere if you're Judd Apatow. So if you only need two or three people to sell a night like that, why not have other? Why not start to reflect outwards? Because then why? What about me? What like, about I you? There's go so up. yeah, and I you can go up. you can always hop in as well. But like there is. That the fact that there aren't more well-known comedians in LA, of which there are loads going up regularly there, like the that store? there's not, yeah. So like, well, they, the store is a very, a very so complicated like, so place. So like, so you, 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 you want to go up? Yes, you're famous, but are you booting a, a famous woman off because they'll definitely no, have no. thirteen men there? No, I would so definitely. What about trying? I'm not like taking. A, I am definitely taking a white man spot. I'm not taking a woman. Oh, spot. there are lots of white man spots, so don't worry. There are a lot. Oh no, 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 no. There are. I, trust me, at, I've got my spots get taken from me. Yeah, I, I'm competing. When loads, I, but imagine that there are no spots for you. So imagine that there is no one coming in taking yours. But I don't like, think. I, I'm glad we're having this discussion because it is really interesting to hear from your point of view. It's just as an international act who can sell out stuff in the UK. International comedy is very different than you than uh, American comedy. Uh, American uh, comedy is a, di- a different beast than, trust me when I say, uh, American really comedy is nuts. a different beast. But no, but, uh, but no, I'm saying as a, as a UK act coming in who can sell out stuff in the UK, yeah. coming in, it, 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 I, I, I feel like I'm looking at, at, at um, lineups from the 70s. I'm sitting there going, what? Yeah. No, the I comedy can... store. Are you pl-? And I, I look, because I follow them on Instagram, so I'm constantly actively looking now. Every time I see, they normally have like three pictures on Instagram, a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And you can look through original room, belly room thing. And when yeah. you constantly do that, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm not yeah. talking about the big Saturday night gigs. You're going, Jesus, this is boring as no, hell. Th- to me, this is, I love this. I know you're a feminist and I, and I want to have this You're a feminist. I'm sure you're a feminist. Yeah, of exactly. course I am. I, I, but, but I'm also Because it's also about representing our, it's, and I, I completely get what you mean about money. I completely get what you mean about status and about um, the comedy stores for famous people. I get that. But I'm it's. Not, but, but not famous people, just the greatest comics in the world are working there. Like in the world. 
but then in America, in America, not in the world. I mean, obviously, anyone. We don't. We're, we're not booking South African acts. Yeah. And then flying them over to perform there. But you. But are, who's living in L.A.? Those are the biggest comics living in L.A. and and argue the world, like like I've seen like Chris Rock, David Spade, uh, D- yeah. Dave Chappelle up every single night. But there's this interesting thing. I suppose this is where it falls into people are always like, oh, you want to be that? You just got to work harder. There's an element of, and this is what I'm talking about, putting down your arms for a second again, of not allowing people, you can't be what you can't see. And if if the comedy store is supposed to be indicative of what's going on in culture right now, and you don't make an active choice to go, do you know what? We, look, women are making fucking money. Bridesmaid had to fight so hard and had to get a man to produce it to make sure we go, women make money. Those specials all sell out. Women make money. Like women want to come and see women and we make cash and we make, we make dollar. I think the women but, that are making money are definitely working there. Yes, but, but, the, but in terms of the bigger industry, all you need sometimes is a chance to get in the door. And then it's like people are like, oh yeah. So if you don't have more women on your bill, what are you saying outwards? And sometimes it's about going, oh, maybe that person isn't as famous as um, as Joe Rogan right now. But you know what? I'm going to make sure there's one more space there and it's four or five instead of one or two. And actually, that'll allow those people to be in a place where then they go and get their Netflix specials. And we were the place that started it. I'm not talking about putting open mics on, but people who are doing it well enough. So that's what Netflix are doing, for example. So I just did a 15 hour, 15 hour, 15 minute Netflix special and they had in total 16 acts doing 15 minutes. Now, 15 minutes is such a small amount, mm-hmm. but all of us are pro comics. There was no one on that. I and agree. Whether we did a good job or a bad job. I think all I saw of the us, list. I saw the list who did you that. You saw the list. I saw the list who did 30. Yeah. There were, there were, and you know what they did with that? It's half women and I think there's one straight guy on it and it's, uh, I think it's half people of colour if not more yeah. and they there were loads of people who probably submitted that who are just <laughs> as good as me or just as good as someone else but you know what they go they go we're backing we are backing okay. the cultural change and everyone on there but, but knows know, what they're doing I just sat here I just sat here literally uh, what th- thir- 53 minutes ago with a guy mm-hmm. who is massively talented and is mm-hmm. feeling like because he's a white man there's tons of us mm-hmm. and he can't get it and look. i understand it must be really it's hard true, because it in general be based on merit but 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 this is always the ashley shouldn't be based on merit and i totally get that I, man, I, it's so hard when you work in a creative industry or you work in anything to feel like oh i've just lost my thing to diversity but there have been times when my parts that I've auditioned for I know went diverse and maybe I would have been brilliant at that part but actually to be honest from a moral point of view we need to see more people of colour on TV who aren't just playing hoodies drug lords and refugees no, I agree. and so I, agree. I had to lose something to to, to, for that story to be told in a better way and that's where okay, we are now happen? in this world and okay. it's really hard so, no but it is, but it is what, how about, hear my argument out mm-hmm. okay say that the comedy store says you have a brilliant idea Mm-hmm. We're going to take five spots We're going to make show, sure five, yeah. And we're going to give five women mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Then what will happen is myself, Tom Segura. Um, You'll work like, a bit we'll, less. No, no, no. We'll just start going to another club. 
But you won't give up the comedy store. Not, no, we will do a little bit there, but then yeah. we'll go over to the haha. And me, Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir, uh, Tom, Joe will say my buddies are. But well, you wouldn't do it in protest, though, would you? We won't do it's a necessity. So, but it'd be so, good for you to work somewhere else as well. No, it, it, I can work. I can work wherever I want, but yeah. I choose to go to the store because all my friends are there, mm-hmm. and it is also the best comics in the world happen to be there. So when I'm working on a bit and I come up with something on the fly, and Jeff Ross or 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 Norm McDonald pull me aside and go, "Hey, man, if I were you, think of it this way." I like having the accessibility to all mm-hmm. the brilliant minds in the business being in the same room. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So say mm-hmm. we all start going to the Ha Ha, or say we all start going to the Ice House. So say what happened exactly what happened is when they kicked Rogan out of the store and everyone stopped going there the store went to shit and it almost went under because, because of one person because of one person and the and the chance why did well, I sorry I don't understand what happened with Joe Rogan so uh, Carlos Mencia, Mencia I can't even say his name right now Carlos Mencia was accused of stealing material Joe Rogan confronted him on stage and said you're a thief and we're mm-hmm. artists here and we don't stand by thieves mm-hmm. and uh, and um Carlos was more famous than Joe and the store sided with Carlos and so they banned Joe and Joe stopped going to the store but and that is stores... a protest there so well, that is a let protest me, let me just, for a moral reason yeah continue to finish mm-hmm. so then people all Joe's friends stopped going to the store and all the co- store comics at the store started becoming it, it just kind of got really fucking shitty and then mm-hmm. Management took over and they called and they said, Joe, we want you back. And Joe came back. And Joe, by the way, has the, the most popular podcast on the planet probably right now. And so he also has his friends with all these guys. And then everyone, Joe comes back and then this, it, and it's part of its coincidence, part of it's not, but it starts blowing up. But hypothetically say, say the source said, it's we're no longer going to do this based on on we're just going to take five spots and give them to girls every night. Mm-hmm. Does, it doesn't matter as long as they're girls, five spots. No, as long girls. as they're good. That's not what you're saying. No, no, no. But there is you're 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 saying. Talking, hold on. You're saying you're you're telling me. But we're talking about the idea that like you're like well, where are we gonna find five good women in L.A. for every every fucking yeah. Oh my By god. The way, easily no because no, it's not just five. You're not. We're saying every show for every week. Yeah. That's People that's can that's, up. that's thirty-five. That's thirty-five spots for women. Can you imagine if you were no? Saying you can about- double up. You can double up. But you're saying yeah. thirty-five spots for women. We definitely now need twenty of funny women yeah. that are equal to the ones you're taking away. Can you imagine saying that about black comedians? I Where would, are you going to find five black comedians? If there was space for, on. say, five people of color every show. I, I can argue this nine different ways also with black mm-hmm. comedians. because, But th- there is there are certain economics to this business. They're running a business. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. running a social... They're not running a college. They're running yeah. a business. They're yeah. trying to make money at the end of the day. I completely and see so your if, point. And if, so yeah. if they take away five spots that say, theoretically, I don't get, mm-hmm. right? And now, by the way, I'm one of the bigger comics in the country. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't get a spot there and I go, well, fuck, I'm going to go here. Yes. And I can sell tickets. I can mm-hmm. move hard tickets. So There's not a lot of comics who can. such a perfect discussion, Bert, because I really like you and I'm very fond of you and I can see that you're a very good guy. Um, and this, and you're talking to someone who, again, battles in this industry yeah. and also knows I can sell stuff, but sometimes things take so much slower because they'll go, oh, we'll commission one thing from a woman. And I, five I, things. By the way, no, I'm on no, your no, side no. on no, this. this is, and, I, and this is exactly, so this is a really good chat because it's also good, again, we should be having this chat because this could make change rather than us all battening down yeah. our hatches. I'm, oh, I'm more open ears yeah. than not on this because, exactly. because there are... So what I would say is yes. if you take, for example, and I understand the idea that the comedy store is business, if you look at the Joe Rogan situation, that was an artistic merit, a protest in a sense of people stopping go there because that is really important. Stealing material, mm-hmm. all we have yeah. to sell... Are 
what pays for, for our mortgages are our words and our jokes and someone yeah. else takes that you're taking money out of someone's pocket and that is a re- so that is actually a creative protest yeah. and again technically the comedy store shouldn't be if you're saying it's a business it shouldn't be somewhere where you can have a creative but that is a creative protest yeah. and you guys didn't go there anymore um, because you're like no actually we're siding on the side of this and it's important that we stand down on this something like five more spots for women if you had to go I would like to think that if that meant just one Friday a weekend you were doing one less spot at the comedy store and you had to go somewhere else you'd be like do you know what it does help out my female comedian pals and no, that actually helps bring them up I agree, but and no. also you wouldn't be doing that I don't I, you wouldn't by the be way, doing I'm not... that on purpose the, but the idea of I suppose the idea of equality coming at the cost of and I'm not being this might sound irreverent but I don't mean it at all but just to, f- to flag up what you're saying the idea of helping the industry and it would benefit the industry it would yeah. benefit all of us having a di- more diverse comedians to hang around with backstage and testing your material in front of female audiences people of colour your jokes are not just the exact same people who look like you only benefits our material like it, it's only better no, it's agree. like going on the road but the idea that that the cost of that would be maybe not getting to do stand up as many times in a weekend with your buddies is sort of not that's that is exactly I suppose the purest form of privilege in, and I, I don't mean that in a, in a reverent way or that I, of course the it's best not, thing in the, I love yeah. why I love being a stand up is I love hanging around with my pals I love yeah. being on a gig where I'm with if my friends if they said you and, and Catherine do, couldn't do shows anymore Together. together we don't want you guys together but this club over here will totally let you do it don't you think there might be a night a week where you'd be like do you want to go to a spot together like let's go hang out yeah but yeah. we would also be able to pop on at other ones we wouldn't have to go if we normally do three in a weekend and they're like oh you only get to do one be like oh well I'll just see out that one by the way yeah. Catherine on Sunday will you keep an eye out on this new joke I'm working on like th- three and if, if, I think, if it's I think you're other... missing I think you're missing the one point I'm trying to say is that not that I want to do stand up with my buddies I go to the mm-hmm. store because it's it is where the b- brightest mind I feel the brightest minds I'm trust me I've been around UCB is a great place to do stand-up there's some brilliant people in UCB um uh the nerdist amazing the hang isn't quite the same that you get at the store in my opinion but it's amazing brilliant minds everywhere there's some clubs that Mm -hmm. definitely pass but what I'm saying is if they took 35 spots out of the week away from just everybody right it's not everybody though I think well you'd have to it'd have to be black comics white it couldn't just be white guys that's fucking racist yeah. you can't just go no more white guys we're adding just women like that's that's it's and gotta no, be guys but that's i think it's gotta be just I guys think, i think that's the um that's that's the funny thing about the fear sometimes well, that w- well, no, no 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 why would you say like, white guys why wouldn't you just say men like if we're talking women and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i do i do i do uh, i feel imp- I, I was only using that as a comparison yeah. for if we were to if we were to say it seems like you're punishing white men if you go we're taking five spots away from white men you're like hold on wait what do white men do no but it would only it's be, men in general it would only be three more but also it wouldn't be it, it, that that is what i would say is the comedy store lineups are all different colors and religions yeah. but gender wise it's not reflecting it's a the heavy. world it's pretty male heavy it's just it's just not the world and also the audiences as well want to hear you want want to hear stories the great thing about stand up on any night it's a really boring bill if you say have if you had seven Irish comics you'd be like that is a boring bill or if you had somebody with all the same stories you know that's no 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 no, no. trust me when I say the fact that it is male heavy has made me a better comic because you do see well I'm following other white men often like Chris D'Elia mm-hmm. or Bill Burr or Joe Rogan or Joey Diaz. I'm following uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. 
And so you have to separate, you find that the, a lot of, a lot of men can write from the same place sometimes. So for me, I, I, this last hour I just did was like, I need, it needs to come from an original place. I need to really find my voice. I need to dial into who I am. Yeah. And an I, I want that as well for me. I want there to be other female comedians on there. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh God, we're doing the same. And actually that's what happened uh, when we were recording our Netflix specials in Atlanta two weeks ago. I was like, shit, I've got some similar bits to some of these other women. I'm like, Oh God, I better like work up my game on other yeah. things. And I was, I was delighted to get what you get all the time. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I'm saying. Also, there's this big fear. Oh, we're going to take away 35 spots from white guys. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. I'm saying, just give us a little bit more of a chance. Take 35 it's, spots it's, away from men. That's totally fine. But what I and will that doesn't say, even make it what, balanced. But what it, so but this year, if you're running a business though, say it's your money that you invested in the comedy store. Mm -hmm. If you're running a business and you find that these now 35 men are going to the haha -ha and Tuesday nights hot at the haha -ha, and now their Tuesday nights blowing your Tuesday night but away. But I think there's like an idea that if you put, and I think this is the core of it, which kind of feels a bit insulting, if you put a few more women each night that you're running a business loss. And uh, that's what I'm saying to you is on. if you allow someone to come up through the store and actually do really well on that night, yeah. people will get their money's worth and they come back the next night because we work, we will work harder. You've no idea. No, when you go out, I'm like, fucking hell, I'm going to make you laugh. Do you know why? If I don't, people are going to see this as a risk that you put me here. No, I understand that. But so, so then is it your argument that there are a, the same number of female comics as male comics in this business? That it's, it's apples and apples? It's 5,000 no, females and 5,000 males? Not at all. Of course not. So what do you think? That, what do you so think if, that, is you it give, if you give, so we had a big uh, debate in the UK about quotas on panel shows. So you don't, guys don't really have panel shows here, but they're right. big in the UK. It's like where you have like five people on one side, five people on the other uh, side? Three and three normally yeah. and a host. Like and uh, never mind the buzzcocks. Yes. So yeah. they're the sort of things I suppose I came up on and regularly did. And because of those quotas, I was able to get onto them much faster than maybe if I just come up the normal way. But also, I, I now know me being on them, even if you are, even if I was, and I hope I never was, bad for one show, a young female comedian will watch that go, I can do better, let me get up there. If you don't see anything that you can be like for example I'm like looking at these bills going like I'm uh, uh, you know doing very well in the UK I'm looking at the comedy store going there's no point in me trying to get on there because clearly they don't book me why what because you, you look at the lineups but and no, you but, go but, there's no well, that is too but that is because also why wouldn't you just say why wouldn't you just say my bookers have been trying to get me on for two years at the comedy store Who's and it? I have a get like I'm with a big agency over here and it's just impossible it's like it's really hard for women to get on at the comedy store, and when it's you hard, look it's at hard the to lineup, go to a booker because it is it is a it is a. Kind but I've of done the belly system. room. We all know each other. Like you, I like all the comedians. I know I've gigged in every venue in this town for four years. Yeah. I'm on TV. I like there's I've done at midnight, and there's a Netflix special coming out. I'm on shows that are on Netflix, and you're like, oh, but you just don't really. But and and you look at it and you go, there's no clearly that's that's not even an option. My application will be put to the side there because that's not, you know, and that's that's oh, what yeah. I mean about it. Imagine if you just, and again, I know what you're saying, like a comedy store is a business and it doesn't have to be a, um, a college. But I, I run a night in the UK and I was made aware as all of a sudden booking my own night, how hard it was to make sure my lineups were diverse. So not gender balanced. That's really easy. There are 
male and female comedians who can sell gigs so bloody easily. And also I was selling them under my name, so it was fine. Um, and so I was trying to make sure none of them were all white lineups. Yeah. And that was kind of hard, not just because of, of course, the numbers in um, comedians, but it was it felt important because if I don't if I don't do that with race on my gigs, how am I supposed to say to other bookers, how are you not doing it with gender on your gigs? Yeah. But also I'm not, I realise that there aren't enough, uh, I'm not in enough mixed clubs where I see people of colour in the UK smashing it. And they are. And then once I started going out and looking, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like such an idiot. And I see there's an amazing um, black comedian, she's Canadian, called Dana Alexander, who, and I had this gig of pretty much all TV people. And Dana's maybe done one TV thing in the UK. And she, like she brought the house down. And I felt really stupid thinking that that was my space I'd left for maybe someone who needed a bit of a chance. And I'm like, oh my God, how's anyone going to follow Dana now? She's like Mm -hmm. so amazing. And in general that that again putting down your arms for a second and going any of those comedians just allowing a little bit more space and it's never I'm looking for half and half it's a little bit more space over the course of two years then you bring up people and you make them the stars and they st- they they were there at the comedy store smashing it at weekends and then someone spotted them to give them a Netflix special but keeping the gates closed I don't know if they're closed I don't Adam is Adam is the booker and he's ex- I mean one of the sweetest guys in the world and I but love, like, but but I, like I but when like I tried when I tried to yeah. so I only got past the store like two years mm-hmm. ago by the way I, I, had, had, I had a TV show on the air for mm-hmm. seven years yeah I was a nationally touring headlining comic mm-hmm. I'd had a Showtime special I'd had a Comedy Central special mm-hmm. both hour-long specials and I uh, and Bill Burr and Al Madrigal walked me up to Adam and said Bert should be passed mm-hmm. and Adam said no he goes I, I am backlogged he was like yeah. the way this place was run of course and I understand it in LA there are so few spots and and, he, and, there are, and, and I'm not saying I deserve one by the way well, I think you do I'm, but, I'm, now, but, but I'm, I think you definitely I don't see why but you I'm not looking at, at it going I, if you're, I was you're not trying to open the door for yourself yeah exactly so there's a guy named Guy Barnum Bar- Branham Branham who's like a gay comic and he said the same thing about the seller that mm-hmm. they didn't ha- they weren't opening the doors to gays and women mm-hmm. and that and which and sometimes this conversation is just worth putting out there as an idea of a so seed to sow. So just because sometimes, for example, um, w- w- one of my friends who's who's uh, British Indian said to me like, "You just don't see it." And once he f- and I was like debating, I was like, "No, I don't think that is the way." But then once I started seeing it, so I um I I'm on this show called Eight Out of Ten Cats, and I'm a team captain with Jimmy Carr back in the UK. And of course, I, I by the by the end of the second season, I got to make it gender balanced and the shows were always much better because you had a balance of voices. You didn't just have me, the only woman, but also I'm an Irish sort of weirder type of comic, but I have to represent all women. You then people who were quite like rude, people who were quite political, just all different type of voices and everyone, it made the discussions more interesting. It just makes for a better panel show if you have a variety of voices. And then I started looking on like at the colour of our lineups and going, this does not reflect Britain. We have to sort of change for the good of the show and to up our audience and to make us more relevant. We can't sit here with this big white show every week. But un- until my friend had said it to me, I ev- we all look at everything through our own prism. 
your poor friend who's not getting the opportunities he feels he deserves is looking through it as a prism of something who's, who's someone who's losing it but works really hard and is funny and knows his own worth mm-hmm. I'm of course looking it through my prism and uh, as a, a female comedian who works and has to battle a lot for really boring reasons but I've always been funny like I've never not been funny and that just doesn't go anywhere and I see all my friends and all the people who make me laugh and most of them are women or the female c- in the community who are selling out shows and I'm just like yeah and the cash is there by the way there are not a lot of women selling out shows in the United States as compared obviously to Britain well this is where we this is where that is and, just that is just I a also, fact um, I also I can f- name I can I name the females who are like well, I'm, and by the way I'm saying selling out there's a bit there's yeah. a thing in and this country and then you wonder is that like what's what's keeping that from happening I think it's that's not America. that women aren't I think it's America no it's not because this country is actually way less sexist than uh, the UK for real oh my god and, and the audience is here love women they actually don't kind of care when you come out and I found it like I work a lot harder in the UK than I do and in Ireland than I do here like Americans love their female comedians they really do and they nurture them and the audiences are great but we're talking here. about selling hard tickets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it's, it literally is no joke but but then but then Bert what's stopping that from happening I, I don't know. It's definitely this, not this, me. This is, so this is it's definitely I'm, not me. Of course it's not okay, you, I'm fucking, I'm defending Bert, all men but this here. Is, but this is where I'm saying, how do we translate that? You know women are as funny as men. That's I, what, I've, and, I've and enjoyed the, females equally males. to males. Exactly. I have never I've never once said or ever felt women aren't funny. Yeah, exactly. I feel the opposite. I've exactly. actually gone and said, it, the best thing about Twitter is that it proved to yes. me how funny women yes, are. exactly. The funniest people so, on Twitter are women. what's happening in the interim what's happening in the in-between bit that's stopping that from getting to that cash place and that is that closed gate and sometimes it's only someone going do you know what two or three more a night and or, that or, is or, 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 that okay, is hold what on. I mean okay because then the, let's back the, it up one step yeah every there are a lot of guys myself included who will tell you they got their break by working a door at a comedy club yeah and there are not a lot of women where you hear that same story. But they're like, you've done the shittier gigs. You might not have worked the door. No, no, no. But, but I did the shittier version. gigs too. I did the shittier gigs there's too. There's a version but of I that also, as well. And that is the thing at the store is that everyone that's coming up through that system is working the door. That is their, they're like, fuck it, I'll do anything. I just want to get on stage. That passion, and I'm not arguing that men have more passion for comedy than women, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of women that are like, well, fuck you know, maybe I'll see if I can. I know I know some women in particular, I won't name names, that would never work the door, but they're like, I wouldn't mind doing, you know, but do you at think midnight that's because, and getting in that way. But, but do you think that's because you're like, yeah, I could work the door here for 15 bloody years, but there's still only two women on the bill. So what's the point of working the door? There's no, no. chance of me literally getting I in think, the door or metaphorically getting I think, in the door. I think quite honestly, I think if you had come in, if not now, but if you had come in at 25 years old and walked into the store and said, I just want to get up on stage here, I'd like to get a job working the door and work my way up like everyone else i think that you would definitely be i mean i, I know that's not how eliza or whitney came up i don't think they worked the door but then can you also get good in, an, in another place where you've been respected and you can get the work and you can do it not at the store for a very long time anyways i feel this discussion <laughs> has gone on long enough but i, I it's no, been very I like interesting this. and i'm glad i'm glad to have it I'm i like to have to this have i want to have more of these on my podcast because someone like you you're not you're not going to not tell me your opinion no but also i'm i am willing to listen to you and i i completely get what you mean about working hard and i think that's a really 
that's even really hard for the immigrant story in this country. A lot of um, people who've been here for say 20 years and had such a tough time when they come over have this big thing of going, but these new people who come over, they have to have an awful time as well. And that's, I really understand that sentiment, but at what point can we let that go a little bit? Why that story has to be the exact same for everyone. So yes, someone might have worked the door in the 70s, but times are changing and the world's changing and you go, go through different types of struggles. So you might go through a different type of struggle as a fit. It, it, you, struggle isn't comparative. You can't always go, you need to have the exact same form of struggle as me or else you haven't no, had a tough enough time. And I, I know what you're, I, and I know I that's not what you're saying. I quickly in this business. And I, know I worked the door saying. for six months and Will or Smith Or someone might say, me. oh, if you didn't have a podcast or if you, you know, and there are other ways a lot of comedians are finding their voice and their audiences through podcasts and they can headline something now but they work bloody hard at their podcast and I don't like plugs and sockets and having recording equipment in my house so I'm not going to do a podcast. And so there are all different different ways that you can struggle and what's nice about America is that you do it's entrepreneurial you can if you can't get on at the store you're like why should I work the door maybe I'll go and start my own comedy night yeah. and I will that's how work you, really hard in that way that's and what run I, my own that's venue that's how the alt comedy scene started yes exactly and so that is I feel like sometimes where we could argue a lot of women gravitated to that yeah. and, and, and they that were like is this why. is not this misogynistic bro community that, that was happening in the early 90s yeah. this is more of a female friendly uh, like emotion friendly uh, like experimental place to do stand up or stand-up. even just not even emotion friendly and female friendly sometimes just like open to the idea that you're allowed in there and open to the idea that your stories are as valid as someone else's stories there and that's all that's all it is and it's this year in Edinburgh there was the so the big prize in Edinburgh this year so again there's thousands it used to be called the Perrier Award now it's called something else because Perrier stopped sponsoring it but it is that big award so it's a big award for comedians and it's launched loads of people's careers this year there was nine nominees, which was the most of any year because there were so many fantastic shows. And there were five men nominated and four women. And the newspapers, and I'm not talking about the National Enquirer newspapers, this is like the Times and the Independent, reported women outnumber men this year at the Perrier. Despite it being five and four. Was one we were outnumbered. We were, no. <laughs> This was literally <laughs> cisgender, males and females, five men, four women. And newspapers reported that women outnumbered men or girls are on top for the first time ever. And it, that is so insulting. Yeah. So incredibly insulting when it's your, I can do nothing about it. I woke up as a woman, I can do nothing about it. But I also woke up funny and worked really hard at my career. Yeah. That that was how it was reported. And the same like that having one or two more is all of a sudden, whoa, there's an influx. Whoa, Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here they come. Yeah. Well, when you said and that that's... to me about the, the 15 minutes that it was one male on it? No, 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 no. Not one male. It was oh, half women, half men, um, mixed genders, mixed so crazy. backgrounds. That sounds like a lot to me. Half mm. women, half men sounds yeah. like a lot of women. Yeah. Because I don't, I, you're right. I don't see that at the store. I don't see it at the improv either. And also, I don't see honestly, it at the Bert, Laugh Factory either. This, this, these lineups were exciting. Who were they? You had so, who different people? You had Sabrina Jalees. Do you know Sabrina Jalees? No. Oh my God, she's amazing and a brilliant MC. Michelle Buteau. No. Oh my God. See, this is the thing. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm, also, by the way, I'm also 45 and I'm also... I'm also on the road a lot. Uh, yeah, and I'm also like I'm not hanging. Own. I'm not hanging out. I'm definitely not doing 
seven minute spots. I'm definitely not doing. I do fifteen minute spots, but here where and else there. you go up other than the comedy store? I only go to the store. Maybe the haha. Ah. Like, but I'm also. I have two children. I'm a grown up. I've no, I'm, no, 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 like, no, no, none of those things are because loads of people have kids. Loads of people have uh, uh, jobs. It's. I think it's a lot more to do if you're just on one uh, at one place in LA and then you go on the road on your own. Yeah. You're less likely to meet people. Whereas if you gig at a couple of different venues, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not people. hitting all the clubs. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to UCB. And I don't or, think that's or, anything yeah. to do with children or anything like that because loads of comedians have kids and yeah, it, it, first it, well, it has to do with I for, think it, for you maybe personally yeah for me because like, look Rogan's up all the time he's got kids my kids are 13 and 11 I feel like I fucked if we're going to be really honest right now I feel like I fucked them up by being by traveling for seven years on my TV show and I feel yeah. like I never spent enough time at home I'm not mm-hmm. I can't stop doing stand-up because yeah. that's my passion that's what I love it's how I make yeah. money I need to do it in LA because I need to stay sharp and I need to make sure that I'm writing mm-hmm. at the same level as everyone else that is my peer um, I'm personally and I would say try some try going to a variety of clubs and seeing el- who no, else the pointless. I'm not going to the laugh factory no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying um uh, just as just as a project, one weekend perhaps. I, mean, I don't have the time. Yes, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, it's just not like my experiment. Like the the club I would go up to that I would be interested in mm-hmm. was say the Comedy Store in London. I did that one night. I thought that would be an interesting. Like that would be something interesting to me. I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. have any interest in doing an open mic at a laundromat or like doing like a like like I wouldn't mind doing. Uh, uh, so I just it's just it's just I'm there's some great gigs at UCB at Meltdown sellout gigs that are always sold out well, hold, I'm not getting booked Louis at UCB well, I'm not getting booked at UCB because hmm. I'm a white man what, what fucking spot do they have for me at UCB oh my god you, I think you're you're saying this without actually going you're like no I've been to UCB a bunch lots of like, I've been to UCB a bunch I've lived in this town for I've lived in this town for a long time but you're only getting one place yeah but yeah yeah do you there are loads of white guys on a UCB oh, there's definitely the loads time. of like white guys but there so are loads the other of white night, guys the with... other night say I did um, Cara Clank's show which is If You Build It it was myself Pete Holmes Eddie Pepitone who else was on um, oh, uh, Sashir Zamata, who's on SNL, and Cara. So okay. that's five. That's three of us were women, one woman of color, and Eddie Pepitone and Pete Holmes. So, like, yeah. that's a normal night there. And, and that's who books a very, it? That one is Cara's gig, Cara And How Clank. would I ever get booked for that? And her, uh, to just. No, no, I mean, like, 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 like had I, having not had this conversation, yeah. how would I ever have gotten booked for her gig? So, when I land into town, I either get my booker to go and just ask around on shows. Yeah. Or else if it's a comedian pal. So why I love stand-up is like this. We would have been in the same town or you're from the same community of pals yeah. and you get in touch on Twitter and you go, hey, I see your gig. Like, and they can look you up and then they're like, oh yeah, I have the spot here. Or like I did Moshe's gig the other night. Uh, Moshe Kasher runs a posh podcast there as well. It's myself, Kumail and his wife, Emily. And that again, sold out at GCB Franklin. Yeah. And that's just like, a but like that's... I would, I, I look, I, first of all, I'm, you know, and, I'm, and he'd I'm, go up at the store a lot. He, someone who goes up at the store. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I will say this: uh, it's a little bit of a moot point because I'm not going to start doing more stand up in other clubs. I don't. No, want to. <laughs> and I'm not saying at all. I'm just saying the idea of it being like you, it being your age or anything isn't a thing. It's more the type of you do your podcast, you go on the road, you just do the store when you're in LA. Do the store, but do the improv. That's not. But the fact that it's your age or that your children has nothing to do with the fact that you would know those people. It's more to do with being on your own on the road and only yeah. doing the, the the say the improv and. Yeah, um, I would. I would never know the people that book anything because I just yeah. well, I'll never run into them but you could very but once yeah if you do festivals and stuff like that like that's how I yeah. know so many of my comedy communities I'm, doing, I, I, I'm not a big fan of festivals mm-hmm. only because I you know like once again 
Uh, but your your style of comedy doesn't have to be great for festivals. No, My no, 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 no. It has nothing great, to do, do with that. It's and, and I say this respectfully, but I have mm-hmm. been doing stand up for almost twenty years in the states, mm-hmm. and so my my insight in, in stand up in the United States may be a little more acute than yours, mm-hmm. having only been here. But like, say for the if you look at someone years. like 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 Eddie Eddie Pepitone's like yeah. a, a club comic, and Eddie does festivals all around yeah. the world, and I I got to know Eddie for for the first time like five years ago. In in uh, Kilkenny in Ireland, yeah. we've met in Edinburgh. The money London. in Kilkenny. Okay, so if we're gonna be if we're gonna be just honest, wait, to, to finish that point, and this yeah. is this is not at all me saying that you should be doing any of that stuff. I'm saying yeah, I, I'm saying I've that's your offers. personal thing. I've had the offers. I choose I choose not to. Yeah, exactly. I'll do an, like I'm not gonna. The but you have to know where you focus your efforts. But also in terms of not knowing people, it's not because they're young up and coming comics that you would I know. It's so. I think that's that's like. Um, I think that's just because of the the way you work, personally. But yeah. there are lots of other comedians who well, are older than you. It's the way I work, and they're young, up and coming, coming comics that and I would. Some of them know. are like some of like I'm in my thirties. Like so, some of the people on the thing are nearer to forty. There, there's no. I'd be surprised if anyone was maybe younger than thirty in the Netflix 15 minute specials. There aren't many. Yeah. Like it's. Not well, I, I of, don't know any of those names. They're not though. like Conan. But you got to remember, they're also fifteen years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Like, like. But no. But what I'm just saying in terms of that point is that the 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 way you work doesn't allow you to maybe meet many yeah. people. The, that is right, know? and I choose the way I work. Yeah, exactly. Because, because it fits of into that my lifestyle. Fits your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. it's, it, um, but there are older comics of all different backgrounds. Eddie Pepitone. Eddie years. Pepitone. I've known for many years. Yeah, he's a friend of mine, and I mm-hmm. and I see him at the store often. Mm-hmm. But Eddie has a very different. Yeah, exactly. Direction yeah, than yeah, I do yeah. in in, yeah. in careers. You know, mm-hmm. there's. You know, I I will say I just I, I do find it shocking that it, it's half and half for those fifteen hours because for fifteen minutes mm. because I don't see there I when I'm in. But maybe clubs, that's where you that's where uh, some it, it needs reflecting the comedy store because that's what's happening in comedy. That okay. is the way it is at, at festivals and people selling tickets and and also just to finish off that point. I suppose the point is if imagine for two years that was just extended a bit and maybe. Maybe it meant you getting one less spot on one Look, weekend. If you're just, telling just, just, me, just, just imagine okay, that okay. over those two years, within two years, a comedy one less spot store, over two years. Um, one a or week? two more spots. Oh no, for you less, but then maybe yeah. one or two more spots for women at the shows as yeah. you go along. So rather than one or two, it became four um, on on lineups out of fifteen co- comedians. What you're missing in this argument is that I will give all my spots at the stores to all the women. I'll call in mm-hmm. and I'll give all my spots to the women and then I'll go to another club. And what the what you're missing is that people will simply go to where I'm going. Like that's what you're missing. So like I'm me not and missing Joe, I'm not missing that because you'll and, still be on at the comedy store. No, no, I, I, I feel but, like but there's I'm, this idea if you have to give up one one night no, 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 no. a, a week saying, no, no. you might I'll give up I'll give up whatever you want to give up. But the problem is if I want to go up and and you're saying and I'm saying willfully, I gave that spot up. The club that I then go to. Mm-hmm. So like the Laugh Factory, yeah, your that audience, the people they who want Dane to see, the, what, the, they say the, the, but no, that's about kicking out. So let's stay away from anything where there's like a protest or people losing their jobs or something well, if going we're, wrong. If we're not doing this on merit-based and we're simply saying it is an agenda where we are giving five 
uh, but they will be merit based. If I go up and I'm but shit it's not at merit the store, based. it's not merit based. But I'm not even saying... allowed to go and prove myself. Well, yeah, so you there are. isn't a, even allowed. I I think if people want to go and see Bert, I'm for, going to make sure you get past to... the fucking store no, before to. the I end of fucking to. March. <laughs> I, you will, I... and you and then you will start saying, "Who are these shit female comics they're putting up?" No, and you I and won't. you'll and you'll go, "There are better female comics." There. Uh, so here's the thing: if you. If, I didn't mean, by the you, way, I didn't mean like any of the women I know that work at the store ship female comics, but I'm if, saying like... No, if you... So if people come to the store to see good lineups and they see yeah. one or two famous people, they will continue to do that. But imagine if it was also for the, over the course of the next two years, giving opportunities to, yeah, you might be further down, a little bit further down the, the chain. For example, me, I'm further down the, the, the celebrity chain to you or what you can sell in America. But imagine if I got a spot, and that would be, of course, every time someone gets a spot, if there are only a certain amount, you're taking away some... I don't or, know why Catherine Ryan isn't working at the store. But if anyways, I don't, Catherine I don't probably her. is now, anyways. Since, but she's not here a lot. But um, if if in that situation, that's just one. It's not talking about some giant takeover or an agenda. It's literally on a night of fifteen comedians, four instead of three. Now, if you'll still be on over the course of the weekend, you'll still get to hang out with your buddies. Maybe one of those shows you'll go over to the haha. And if people are hell bent on seeing Bert, of course they'll follow. They'll want to know where Bert is on at that I'm weekend. Not, by the way, I'm using me as an example. But they also but the no, truth no, no, no. It's a, it's a lovely example because you're someone who has a big following. But also, if you are not on that weekend at the comedy store and you weren't available, maybe you're out touring. Yeah. And they just went to see Bert. They they wouldn't go to the comedy store maybe that weekend. But if they knew the lineups were going to be good, and in general at the comedy store, they know they're going to have a good night out. So this is the same argument for the taxes almost. Is like, do what's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, because is, it'll be a big. It, because it w- it's not a big overhaul. It's tiny little changes, and that's all a lot of us are asking for. Is just tiny little changes I'll that tell you help what, a bit. You know, it would be much better if I got to pick the woman who took my spot. Oh, Bert! But no one's taking your spot. It's just <laughs> well, no, maybe but if, but if, there are but if sometimes giving not up spots five, available. You're not gonna. There's no one below me. Meaning, like I am probably there. There's a, a break off where where the people that are not making as much money as I am, they need those spots. They're not giving up those spots. Mm-hmm. Out of their dead cold hands, will those spots come? Of course. They, that's all they've got is these spots in LA, and that's what they're doing, hoping to get discovered. The only people that would be that would be willing to hear this agenda rationally or like me and my friends where we're like, well, you know, I definitely like, I, by the way, just truth be known, when I first got past the store, I told Adam, bro, I will not be beating your ear down for sets, for spots. Mm-hmm. When I have something that I'm working on, I'll hit you up a bunch. Yeah. But I understand you have, you are sma- slam packed with people trying to get spots and that is not me. I can get them mm-hmm. at the improv. I can get up at the haha. I love working here, but I'm not going to be all over you. Also, it's also good for us if you gig too much in any one venue. It's not good for your comedy. Like you were saying, it's not good for well, I, you to like, to test your material. Like if you're just doing material in one place it's the same as not gigging your show on the road is you're playing to the converted preaching to the converted it's like when you do new material to fans you're like i'm gonna have to do this to not fans to work out if this is actually funny yeah well that's mostly why i do go up to the store is that the store is a very diverse like the or is different than the main room and the main and the belly room got different different types of people there's very different types of people go to the three different shows Mm -hmm. but yeah and i and i noticed that going uh doing stand-up in in london i was it was a Mm -hmm. it was a a tad bit different not really mm-hmm. you know the problem is that podcasting has gotten your voice out to so many yeah. people yeah, yeah, that yeah. people you know when I went to London I just was like oh, I'll fucking throw a show up one mm-hmm. night yeah fun and and, and uh, 
it was packed and they were, they were like podcast sales so like even some girl got in touch on Twitter about your podcast and again I don't listen to podcasts some I listen to audiobooks what? she got in Twitter about with you and she was like you should put Ashling on the show or something like that but um, uh, I I'm always surprised by I, I feel so out of that world in the same way I don't look at um, I don't know anything about YouTubers so yeah. I, I'm so out of the loop but like I got into an Uber the other night and someone's like well we had that you know Candy McFarland I, that's a name I made up but it's like someone who's a, a YouTuber and I was like who that like they were talking to me like it was a Pierce Brosnan which is like I hate that that's the first celebrity that came into my head Pierce Brosnan but like they, they talked about it as if it was like some big and I had no idea well that's one of the big problems not problems not problems but one of the things that a lot of road comics are having an issue with mm-hmm. is that YouTubers are taking over weekends and mm. they're selling out yeah they're selling out their $100 ticket price. and then do you adapt do you complain about it or do you adapt and move do you know you do you adapt and move? I adapt and move personally yeah. but the vast majority of comics just complain yeah Just well that's go. why that's why with this situ- what's nice about and I'm, I'm not sure if this uh, conversation was in any way interesting for the listeners because it's, it's very by the way it's been I think I think it's an interesting conversation because it's a conversation that's happening in America with mm. what would happen with Black Panther and people saying now black movies aren't going to be the unicorn when a black movie yeah, doesn't, yeah, 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 yeah. does well it's not yeah unicorn, it's it doesn't have to be board. doesn't have to be like oh black movies don't do well but don't get me wrong okay hear this from as uh, with Hands up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am a white male, probably mm-hmm. white privilege through and through. I am definitely a one percenter. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, from a human perspective, and that's not a bad thing. No, it, it is in this country. It is a horrible thing. But also, it's, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me finish my sentence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am also just a human being, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. like, I just am a human being who doesn't. I don't look in my mirror and go, "God, this white skin's awesome today." So, like, <laughs> but when Black Panther was happening, I got jealous. That I didn't have something like that, and then it took me a beat to go. Oh wait, oh, I every, only have ev- things like that. All Everything had. is for I've me. Had this yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. life. But there is a yeah. moment where I went. I wish they did something like this for white people. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like I really thought that. God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, and then I was like, oh, oh, that's everything is for you. Yeah. Even things like, like my sister, as I said, works in costume, and we, you know, tights. Uh, so like ladies' tights. The nude color and the flesh color is for white people. So even the idea of nude and flesh, everything is set up for us. Yeah. Like the, even even band aids are set up to, for white people. Even um, uh, nude underwear. We're stepping is into for a, white a bit I once had that I had to get rid of because, but baby powder. But yeah, like yeah. everything's <laughs> like our whole world. Is, and, and that's sometimes why these conversations are interesting. And again, I would hope someone has the conversation I'm having with you now with me about race as well, because I, I grew up in an all white country where you didn't even know you were born. Everyone was so white. And so I'm re- there's loads of things that I've had to really ask questions about, sometimes shamefully, sometimes embarrassingly, that I don't know enough about race. And again, I didn't grow up in a school where there were other types types of colors of skin I just didn't know about uh, I didn't know about a lot of black people's experience everything from like the representation of hair on camera I had no idea what like most like people have to do with their hair at night I had just no idea any of those things existed I remember working in New York for a hair salon when I was a student and I was selling vouchers on the street for this hair salon and a woman came over to me she's like do you do black hair and I was like of course how silly thinking like of course it's not a racist hair salon and only afterwards when I went back to my boss they were like oh you didn't tell them we did because we actually don't here 
And I was so shocked because I didn't even know mm-hmm. that uh, black women had to do something different there from my ignorant Irish background. And I think that sometimes all we have to do is just like be open to seeing what we've had and that doesn't mean that uh, the other person will always be right in this situation I like I feel strongly about this but it's also really nice to talk to you about it because god I I I know what it's like to I I'm 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 in this crest of a wave that has a lot of opportunity it's a really good time to be a woman in comedy in certain respects but it's never as good as like even even at its best time to be a woman in comedy, it's still not as good as being a man. And so that that loss, it feels like you still have to, to work that bit harder in a different like, in a different way. It and feels I, like it feels like though that when it comes to gender in comedy, mm. the only acceptable solution or answer is that men have done this. Like men that it's that, no, that, no, no, only, that men only, can the, help this. I would spin No, but the it. default comes to I think it's it the fault lands on every man. And every man's going, I didn't do anything. Like I think sometimes no one and by the way, this is once again my Black Panther moment, but no one sees how hard it is to be a white man in comedy. I remember going I remember doing Last Comic Standing was a show we had in the States that was like I know launched. it's like a competition, isn't it? Was it was a competition. Yeah. And I went on the show and I was like, Oh my god, I'm fucking funnier than Every single person on here except for 10. I could get on this. This will be easy. Mm-hmm. And then I got there and I was told, no, 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 no. You're going against John Heffron and Gary Goldman. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, Ant's definitely getting on the show. He's gay. Mm-hmm. Kathleen's getting on the show. Like, it's, 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 we need a woman. We need a black guy. We need a gay guy. You know, and that. I remember going like, oh, so this isn't a comedy competition. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, it definitely is. But it's not, we can't just put, it's can't put the funniest people on. We have to put people that are different that are funny. So here's where... Which, which yeah, I remember hearing I, that I, going like... I was like 30 years old going But you know like, what that does though? It's that short-term loss, especially for you at that point, for a greater gain in the next four years. And at that time you're like, but this is my career. This is me. This is my thing. Yeah. But actually, for example... When I took over the captaincy on 8 out of 10 Cats, which is this panel show, a lot of people in America watch it, I was, there were definitely probably a lot more um, uh, seasoned comics who could have taken that spot, who would have been dying for that spot, but I got it. And they needed a woman to do it. And they did need a woman. But now, I was a first woman uh, Catherine had done one on like um, a, a panel show that ran for a bit but I was the first female captain on a show and there are like tens and twenties of those shows and again there were lots of male comedians who would love that spot but I was the first one on that and even if I wasn't as good as someone the next person who can see who's going to come up behind me will be bloody amazing and now I hope I did a really good job and I really worked hard and I tried to make sure things were balanced and stuff but that short-term hit will have done more than and seeing yourself on screen, like the amount of my black friends who are going, God, you don't know what this means just to see Black Panther up there, to have yourself represented on stage. And maybe Black Panther isn't the best movie in the world. And maybe it's prevented another movie that's amazing, written by a white guy. That's the best action movie you've ever seen with the best possible cast who would have been better at the guy who plays T'Challa in it. 
maybe but god that means so much more that that cut commission and that's the one they're selling at the moment and it's so hard i get it how hard it is for you or someone when you're like but i'm but this is me i've worked so hard and again there, there are I, probably, i'm speaking that's from, not me saying that i'm definitely no, but it wouldn't very be grateful bad if it did it wouldn't be bad but no if but it there did are either. definitely i have a lot of friends Especially white at, at friends the, yeah at the moment and i get it who are like we're like so wait you're telling me i can't get that because i'm white yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you, and, and that's, I can't that's get that kind of for like the last couple of months or couple of years, the experience that most of us as the other have always had. Okay. And so it's that's, more like, so this is a it's, true it's reparations. Not anyway, it's not, and, and this is not about coming going, you don't deserve it or ha ha ha, this is what it feels like. It is, it's not from any sort of laughing at the side point of view. Okay. But that experience is what, all of us have always had because there's been the 90% for the the 20% and then we've had to share the scraps. So you've either got a black comedian or a woman on a, on a bill and it's you or the other and everything. And that's sort of, that is the feeling it feels like and you don't deserve to feel like that no more than we have. But that's kind of what's been going on and maybe we haven't had our platform or voice to say it and now there's this messy bit which might only be a it couple of years does sound a little bit like someone took my ball so now i get to take your ball no but you're, so you but know what it feels like you know to there's not this lovely ball. quote you know there's this lovely quote that equality to people who are privileged feels like a loss <laughs> That's a pretty great quote. It's a brilliant because that's exactly what it is. You experiencing equality feels like a loss because you've but had privilege for like it. But it that is what's happening in the same the way thing. when I'm like, oh, I would love, I wish I, there were like, say, for example, so much stuff is getting cast as an actor. So, so much stuff is getting cast now. Um, uh, more diverse so in, in on an acting job and I've been an actor for 15 years almost 16 years I went to drama school I trained and I moved a different country to yeah. train for two years I have done every shitty acting job and every like I've done the door on theatre you know I've done exactly yeah, this the door, the, yeah. where I've worked the door uh, metaphorically and really in theatres as an actor and now I'm at this position where I've got a bit of clout and I'm going for these parts and sometimes it will go to someone of colour and I have to sort of go ah that's uh, in, in terms of, of in terms of my stand-up career I'm sort of at a point where it's kind of good for women they need women now more and so I work harder so hopefully people won't ever see me as a token when I'm on stage and I'm like yeah I did get here because it was a spot for women but I'm owning it now while I'm here but in terms of acting I'm at the tail end of where they need a white girl to be in something or they you know they, so, they need so where just out of curiosity where mm -hmm. do we draw the line with this, I mean, because we it won't be in anything. I think it'll whole, be. I think it's really is, feeling it out without drawing like sports, a line. Do we start? Like, could we start saying, "Listen, we do need more white people in the NBA." Uh, NBA is at basketball. Excuse yeah, my yeah, ignorance. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if I'll be able to do something with sports just because I'm so ignorant about no, sports. But, but like, but like something that is truly merit based, like sports. Like mm -hmm. comedy's subjective. Yeah. So objective. Uh, oh, oh. So, so oh, here would be an, here would be a perfect example with sports. You say, for example, there are positions in colleges for sports people from poor backgrounds because they can play sports. Now that is taking away a place for maybe a white person who is really academically clever. But there are yeah, spaces. But no, yeah, but no, but, but it's aside, a sport. It's a sport, so it's definitively. What's I've always messed but, up. But, but, subjective so these, and objective. These places. These places. What's objective? Objective is where it is cut and dry. Uh, Subjective is where it's like up to yeah, you to yeah, make the yeah, decision. Yeah, 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 exactly. So comedy, 
art is subjective. It's very easy to say we need we need affirmative action in these spots. We need more women. Women are just as funny as men. And and no one can argue that because it's subjective. But mm-hmm. clearly you you couldn't do the same in football where we go we need five spots for women. Women are just so as the, physically So the the problem is not sort of sometimes the issue is 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 to be done in the interim period because it's the middle period where it's really hard to get ahead. You can ha- come from nothing and play football really hard but to actually get ahead to actually say for example I'm going to use the word audition for college football in the big spaces yeah. sometimes you have to have access to a car a parent who's going to drive you there um, enough food to make sure that your nutrition is good so you can actually play to the best of your ability Probably and you're cut out I think they'll like LA came from nothing you're cut oh there's always going to be an example of yeah. someone who well, but, in, no, but, that's but in sports, general sports in general the, the most talented always rise to the top but also he was in a he was in a, in a town where there was loads of support for football yeah. And so they would have access to loads of playing and loads of, and so that is, he did have something else. He did have something else. But like my, my my question, and and, and I'm, but there I'm are, for but, what you're but so so what I'm saying is that what's nice to think is that the sports at the top invest backwards. In, in in equipment and again I am basing most of my metaphor on Friday Night Lights <laughs> and having watched Friday Night Lights yeah. that there is some kind of investment downwards to make sure that you do bring up the best people and that the best people get to fulfill oh, their yeah. achievement it wasn't like that for, for, at all yeah. and maybe that's what you're talking and about that's, maybe, that, that's what happened maybe, maybe that's what the Jackie Money Robinson started, exactly, is there were white backwards. guys going so you're telling me yeah. I can't be on the team and I think what so they were sorry saying sorry to bring up saying, OJ but that OJ does a lot to make sure that there are there's, you know, let's invest in black players and let's you know let's work our way backwards yeah. and that's where you, you and why OJ was such a big deal for so many people who were like oh I could I be that I think I'm understanding your analogy a tad bit I, I'm sorry if I messed it up because of sport and no 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 it made sense because it, there was a time when they when Jackie Robinson got into the league where they're like you're telling me I can't play mm-hmm. and they're like yeah he's better than you are and he's like yeah but he's black yeah and 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 I don't think I I definitely don't believe that I believe the most talented people should be playing but, but it had you, there not been an affirmative action in baseball yeah. where they're like guys we gotta let these black people play yeah uh, then maybe I would not. I, maybe I wouldn't see equality the way I see it in yeah. sports. And that had to. And I'm sure. Can you imagine when that was happening? All these football players and yeah. baseball players who had trained their whole lives, who'd run around pitches in their grandma's house and their granddad's house, and and all the little leagues they've done and all this stuff. And then they get there and go, "Sorry, there's this amazing black guy." And you go, "What black people can play now?" But I've worked really bloody hard, and this was my big shot. Yeah, and this was my big shot. And you're simply not as good. But we also have to make more room for people of color in football now. And we've started investing in them. You go, what? You're investing in them too? Why aren't you giving any equipment to me? Yeah, yeah. And you got, and that's kind of what it is. And that's their only small little moments of slightly helping us out. And this is not. I think this is where. We don't, I don't want women to be doing this on its own. I want, I, and I, this is why I'm bothering having this discussion with you is because I need um, sometimes men's helps on, sh- on shows where there's only me on it. And if I'm getting shouted down, I need like some of my pals who are male comedians who I gig with and who know I'm really good, but clearly something's gone wrong at the start to just go, one second, Ashling, what were you saying? And I'm like, oh, great, a moment of confidence. And now I can go back in the game. And now I'm back in. And all I needed was a little help or a little hand. And most people just need a little hand. We're not asking you to um, take us on despite, because comedy 
is the audiences will laugh. Sometimes they do laugh more when someone's famous, of course, but co- people love laughing and they I've will laugh co- at I've a funny I've seen bad thing. comics. I've seen bad, there are bad comics. Oh, there are oh, plenty there of bad are comics. There so bloody many yeah, yeah, of yeah, every yeah, race, yeah, religion yeah. and gender. But what I mean is that once you're up there, you can't get a hand or you can't get a help from just getting the spot. You have to make your jokes good. Oh, you yeah. have to write your stuff. And audiences love laughing. Even if someone's not famous, they do love laughing. And then they go, do you know what? I actually liked her, blah, blah, blah. And... Th- and they go, oh God, it was great to see Judd Apatow on as well. And I bloody love Bert. I listened to his podcast. But they got to see one more, two more women and they've just got to, you know. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's I suppose, see, what it, I, it's what just I've... a little bit of a helping hand. And of course, there'll be people who lose out. And it's so, it is sad. It's, and I, in the same way, like I, sometimes I'm like, oh God, I really thought I was great for that part. But this is where the industry is right so now. So what about a black James Bond? Yeah, if it was Idris Bloody Elba, uh, yes, please. Also, yeah. James Bond is a fictional character. He doesn't have to be any color. Yeah. And especially now, like, it, the main thing is that he's handsome and charismatic. It would be worse, anything would be worse than, like, an uncharismatic Bond. Yeah. Like, the, the idea that, like, the idea that James Bond is white when they're based on books written 40 years ago and they're now made into movies where people jump across buildings. You're like, guys, guys. It's, and again, that's a situation where that Idris Elba would sell more movies. I'd see Idris than Elba. Probably I'd, more. I'd see Idris I'd see, Elba. I'd see a Black James Bond the for, the, for the. Uh, I'd see it just because it was a Black James Bond. Like, I don't think I've seen a James Bond movie in a while. Yeah. If they did a Black James Bond, I might be like, I'd be interested to see what that looks this like. This no longer looks boring. Or yeah. like, oh, come on. But I, I'll it. tell you what, when I was a kid, I, this, I don't know where I said this. I'm sure I said this somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's going to come to bite me in the ass. When I was a kid and I found out that uh, Peter Pan was playing by Sandy Duncan, I got fucking pissed. Who's Sandy Duncan? She's a chick with one eye and she played Peter Pan. And I was yeah, like, wait, yeah. I go, that's a girl? <laughs> I go, hold on, why would they take a boy's way yeah, yeah, and yeah, give it to yeah. a girl? And they were like, oh, And she's... traditionally it was always played in pantomime and everything. Peter Pan was always played by a girl because yeah. of the size. Because on theatre and on stage, it was always played by a woman because she would look small but still be an adult actor to, in comparison to the adults and the men. Yeah. It's um uh uh I a Idris Elba amazing but also I love the idea. So what were you just saying there about your childhood? Sorry, I interrupted. Okay, I nothing. Just, I just I got really upset when I found out that they took the role from a guy and gave it to yeah. a girl. I was like, I felt. I, I feel like something really happened oddly though, because when I was growing up in Ireland, like the shows we watched, and this is this I I listed them out recently, and people are like, oh, so all black shows, and I was like, oh, I didn't really think of that. Moesha, Sister Sister, um, uh, the Cosby Show, um, like these were always that. So Raven was 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 about four years younger than me really but my sister watched That's a Raven but like these were these were the main shows on Irish TV we had two channels and these were the main shows and they were just family shows or it just didn't matter what colour skin people were and then something's happened where that's just gone and you're like why where are those like I I just I'm quite surprised that it sort of seemed to go backwards why don't they get I don't know. I, I don't know. I never like watched those shows. They were the biggest shows selling shows in, in America. And no, not in America. Oh, well, they were huge in the UK. Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh Prince, Fresh Moesha, Prince was big Sister, in the, in the Sister was huge. Moesha, they, so they were all run by one network, the UPN. Yeah. UPN was a black network. And they just They're made... huge. Remember Ireland, white country, but they were just like huge. Well, there wasn't... Dave Chappelle said that Irish are the blacks of Europe. Well, I have a bit of stand-up I'm working on about them at the moment about this because I feel like Irish people really like that. Uh, because we like to be thought of as black and we're like guys did you get on the boat or were you put on the boat <laughs> because we're not we'd had a really not as bad a time as black people to like the uh 
the yeah so the UPN uh, Jamie Fox was on there Jamie mm-hmm. Fox had a show it was all, it was a, it was really Malcolm Malcolm and Malcolm Malcolm and Jamar Warner and Malcolm mm-hmm. and Eddie Malcolm and Eddie was a Keenan show. and Kale that was another yeah, one they, but uh but yeah then that that meshed in with the WB I don't I really don't watch enough television mm-hmm. to, to know how race is represented in television these yeah. days I don't so I, I would be idiotic for me to mm-hmm. say but but uh but I will say the the Black Panther thing. I I I got upset when I saw kids uh, tweeting fake beatings at the. Oh my god! Or I'm scared to go into the. And you're like, all oh, that fear, like it's, it's, it's yeah, all that fear. Oh, the fear. Hang on, the fear comes from a genuine place in this country. But it's stoked up, and yeah. it it makes it it it, it it's like um bacteria on top of bacteria in that it feeds and feeds and feeds and it creates all of that fear mongering yeah. creates more fear the creates more violence because then it, it you know it, it rather than us all going guys we're not so scared let's just go out let's just go to the cinema and that's how you beat it and of course my, I understand when all these things are happening but God it's stoked up in this country like my, uh, coal my, into a furnace my daughter went to the premiere of Black Panther like the night not premiere but the night it the night it, it, the, air the night it came out her and three friends, all white girls. Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that I was like, "What? What theater mm-hmm. are you going to?" You know, yeah, there's yeah, part of, of me. I'm a dad. You're a dad, of course. And yeah. uh, and she came back. I said, "How was it?" And she said, "Daddy, it was amazing." Yeah. I said, "Was it? Were there a lot of black people?" And she looked at me. She goes, "I don't know." I said, yeah. What do you mean you don't know? And she yeah, goes, "I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I wasn't really looking. I was just there to watch a movie." I said, yeah. you weren't paying attention to how many black people. I like. I definitely would have gone in and gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of black people, or or this is yeah. not a lot of black people. That's fantastic. And that's it's even what better. it does, doesn't it? Like that's what I even notice. Like again, I'm only. I'll be 34 in two weeks. I'm only. Uh, I'm noticing now a difference of people 10 years younger than me in terms of sexuality is a big one. I notice a difference yeah. in because again, a lot of people say when you fight really hard for gay rights, and then 10 years younger people than you are like, no, I don't want to be known as gay or straight or anything. I just want to be whatever I want and you're like what but we fought so hard yeah. but actually that's where you go god imagine it does kind of open up my mind a little bit more how much of my sexuality did I not explore because it had to be one or the other you had to be straight or gay and now people in their 20s are sort of getting to reap the rewards of that and maybe we don't get to control it and they're like yeah. I get to they get to go oh it's not even about no it's not about um, whether I'm gay or straight I'm just really annoyed at that girl who dumped me or that boy who dumped me it's just that and now I'm just worried more about being dumped and then or like what do I do on a first date yeah. rather than who it, the first date is with it's it just is about odd the, though that it is odd though that for how, how long have humans been around how long have humans been around what I cannot tell you. I do don't you think, know. But do you think the sexuality is a modern construct? That sexuality was a lot modern? of the time. Yeah. If you look back at like ancient Roman times, right? They all had like, in fact, having sex with your male friends is like, why wouldn't you? Like, if you took out the stigma of being gay and you're just really horny, you'd be like, oh man, can I just pop my no. penis in for a little bit? But imagine if you took away, you'd be like, yes. And then can I put mine into yours? Yeah. Or let's just like, let's say wank in the UK. Let's just jerk each other off. Oh my god, what a lovely way to spend Saturday with your pals and oh. then let's go for a run oh, like a imagine me staring Segura in the face just yeah. jacking him yeah, off why not Ugh. why not you'd be like imagine if you got to do that and there was none of the like uh, about it because that's what you've been brought up around that you'd be like oh my god get to hang out with my best friend don't have to go out with him we both get to jerk each other off and then we get to go and have some burgers or something and no one tells us how many women should go up at the store 
Because <laughs> it's no. just two dudes jacking each other Cause, off. Because Ivy's still coming in. You'd be so too you know, busy. Do you realize, you realize feminism, <laughs> feminism would, would become a totally different thing if men could jerk each other off? I no, don't know I'd be, women... I'd be, what, what happened to is I'd be waiting at the store and people were like, oh my God, Burton, Burton, <laughs> Tom Secure is late. Is there anyone around who can fill in for them? I don't know where they are. I'm like, I think they've been jerking each other off. Can I jump on? They're like, yeah, that's no excuse. You get to do half an hour because you can get both of their 15 minutes slots. Yes. So I'll say, I want to say, I'll say an American comedian and you tell me their counterpart in England. Oh, okay. Like who, if I you're can. like, yeah, like, 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 like an equivalent. Like who's our, like our Joe Rogan is your. Ooh, uh, Joe Rogan. So again, a lot of this might depend on me actually knowing the stand up. So Joe Rogan is quite like, um, like, a, okay. Like, um, who would be the equivalent? He commentates for the UFC. Yeah, He's yeah, a yeah. Hunter. I'm he trying to, weights. I'm trying to think. Let me come back to that one okay, because okay. there's loads of big UK okay, male about, comics. I'm about, just trying to think about it. I'll say one. I'll say one comparison. That you tell me if I'm accurate. Yeah. Uh, Patton Oswald. Yeah. Andre Vincent. I don't know who Andre Vincent is. You know Brett Vincent? Oh, yeah. Andre is his older brother. Ah, uh, okay. He's more of like, uh, he does a lot of street performing. Ah. Very, like, very. Oh, no. Cerebral. Patton Oswald, an equivalent, would probably be maybe um, who's maybe quite a nice storyteller comedian like Patton. Um, oh, maybe this would be too far. The, um, this would be too, the, the, the difference in this would be too big. But I love Billy Connolly. He's a, an amazing Scottish comedian. Okay. He's like the, one of the biggest comedians ever. Okay, Amy Schumer. Is that your Amy Catherine? Amy Schumer, maybe Catherine, Catherine Ryan. Is even though Catherine's about... Canadian, but she's UK based. Oh. Yeah. She's not even from the uh, UK? She's she's been in the UK for about 12, 13 oh, years she, now. Yeah, she, but she's so Canadian. we shouldn't have an accent, right? Sorry, shouldn't have an uh, English accent. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah, little yeah. soft bits. So to maybe her I do accent. know who she is. Um, let me see who else would be. Yeah, so that'd be like. Uh, I think Catherine is like gonna take Joan Rivers' crown. Catherine's very really. Yeah, she just just looks glamorous on stage. She uh, does lots of stuff about celebrities. She's very topical as well. She's amazing. Okay. Um, give me someone else. Pat Oswald, who would be a good example? Chelsea of Handler. Chelsea Handler. Oh, who'd be like Chelsea? Maybe Sarah Milliken. I know some people will go, what? But remember, Sarah Milliken did have her own chat show as well. So she does a lot of interviews and stuff like that, as well as touring and stuff. Okay. Uh... Chelsea Handler is a hard one to do an example of because she's very American. And that American energy comes with a lot of like sass like you you're very american in your energy yeah. um so it's hard to find it like the equivalent would almost be more on, on in terms of like so sarah millican's very english from the north of england and it's kind of more you it, it'd be very um english what you what you might describe as really english oh yeah but maybe in terms of a success so level. who do you sell, see yourself as like when you come over here like here. oh that's, that person's a lot like me like uh oh i don't know probably like um anyone who does maybe whimsical storytelling. I mean, when we were doing our specials, um, what was his name? He supports John Mulaney on tour. How have I, how have I forgot? Max Silvestri and I would maybe have very similar, he's on tour with um, uh, John Mulaney at the time, uh, the moment, but like our styles maybe of storytelling and homely storytelling and stuff like that and our yeah. childhoods would probably be equivalent. So I suppose it would be that type of tone of stuff uh -huh. um, who I would be, that's my tone of, that's what I like talking about maybe silly life stories yeah 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 well, it's so it's I find it so interesting going over there um, when I did my one time I did there the comedy store was very rude to me because the comedy store in the UK is a different beast like I, I wouldn't um, gig there much like there are amazing clubs in the UK next time you're over 
we'll get you some really solid gigs and you can see UK oh, no, audiences. I'm, next time I'm over, I'll just do a theater. I'm just going to do one yeah. night and go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but the, uh, the theater offers there are shit. It's surprising because the comedy pays more in the UK no. than it does here. Oh my God. Like, I'm not sure what it's like going on the road, but like TV I'll and stuff that. like that is ridiculous. I got offered... I got offered. I'll show you the number. I'll just show you the number, but I'll, I'll tell <laughs> oh you. Oh God, this is like such an American conversation. Yeah. Show me your cash. Show me your money. No, no, no. I got offered uh, to do the Soho to do Soho Theater. Yeah. Soho Theater. What's that seat? It depends. It's some, but that wouldn't be that. I mean, that wouldn't have. It's a lovely comedy space, but it wouldn't have really big. Maybe two hundred and fifty be the biggest there. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, maybe yeah. hundred and fifty. They wanted something. to do nights and, and add yeah, nights and whatever. You're, 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 but it was only that per for night. Yeah, that's and I was not, like, "That's yeah. ridiculous." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just go in and just do a much bigger venue? For what? I think it's because it's it's a much smaller venue, yeah. and it's like that'd be like coming over here, and doing like a say, funny but say bone. Russell Brand did Meltdown for three nights here. Do you know what I mean? He did like last well, two weekends this? ago. What was this recently? Yeah, two okay, weekends yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but like what I what I mean by that is there aren't unless you're like depending on what type of style of show you want to do, it might fit a venue. T- you you might have more fun doing three small ones that are more intimate, or yeah. you might just want to do one big one and then it's. I it's, did a really great room there last time that I think was about the same size, and it was just Leicester Square Theatre. No, I have no idea. I can't remember. Yeah. It was a. Ball, it was a. Actually, I, I, I take this back. I should really know the name of it. It was a, a communal comedy like it was like a, a comedy room where the comedians the bill donated. murray it's called the bill, the bill murray, murray. Yeah, yeah that's really near my house yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was really great yeah there was one bitch no but the, so there's a there's a, say for example a small room but you'd get more you know you'd get a lot it was out fun. of it, it was yeah fun. it was fun exactly it was fun I, I think i donated my money to the club but that would have been like 20 quid or something that's a smaller something like no. that you know it was, uh, for the whole oh you mean you donated the money to the club from the whole you did the whole I, show you did your whole I, show yeah it was like 20, ah, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. tickets yeah it's like you know it yeah. wasn't a ton oh, sorry, of money, i thought you meant doing a spot yeah. or something like that no 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 i would never do spots in london i don't have an interest mm-hmm. in doing spots the energy for that is too it's too fucks with my head when i went to the store they would let me in the door because they didn't know who I was because apparently American comics have burned that bridge of going like I'm really big in the States just put me up and then they suck yeah I wouldn't connect the comedy store in London to the UK comedy circuit really yeah just wouldn't I don't it think it's indicative to do. I ended up doing, uh, doing yeah, as a, no, I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way I just mean it's like it's one club in London which has loads of great clubs yeah rather than yeah rather than rather than say here there feels to be like the comedy store and then all the other different types of clubs in LA. You know, yeah. it's very much, uh, it almost, it's genre dividing a little bit or feels at it's the moment. It's a little genre dividing. Whereas um, that that's not as, that's not as, um, I think maybe the alt circuit definitely mushed into the mainstream. And that's a lot to do with how much comedy is on TV in the UK. And, oh, the and how alt- many different types of people are on TV as well. Yeah, yeah. we I saw some alt. Like I saw this guy Boy with tape on his face Oh yeah 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 He's yeah. He sells He's a huge Like he sells out Stadiums and stuff Yeah Yeah <laughs> That wouldn't fly over here It bloody would See, No I think not, that a, I, not a store Oh not, a, not in a spot not But like he com- rarely yeah, like does you, spots you, Yeah you couldn't come in And do just do I suppose it, like, the reason is Spots are longer there So it's worth your time Leaving the house yeah, so You couldn't if, do seven so minutes if, Yeah But like But, but nobody <laughs> Open micers do seven minutes In the UK yeah. You would never You don't leave Like 
that's what's so odd here is that when you see when I'd see you so yeah. you're like I, I sell out I made loads of money and you're like oh but you're only doing 15 minutes is that what you accrued from this comedy this, this podcast is that I sell out and make loads of money yeah <laughs> that's what you've been telling me no this is a fucking <laughs> I guess that's what I'm virtue singling <laughs> no my point my point in talking about money is that everything is money derived here and so you look that when you look at a lineup but I can make a living I think people can make a living a lot easier in the UK here like what certain TV spots and stuff pay wouldn't even pay your rent for oh. a month no 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 T- television has changed totally yeah like, I just got offered a voiceover for a cartoon this morning and I was like oh there's no fucking way like mm. between what I make for my podcast and what I make on the road there's no TV show paying yeah, that yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. TV show paying that and that's what I say about like going on at, at a weekend in the UK that's how you pay your bills yeah and you go on but also not just how you pay your bills but creatively you go you leave the house and you go and you do half an hour to leave the house and do 10 minutes of work in a night feels it feels like it feels like pre-ejaculation it feels like oh god I'm so excited yeah yeah that's more part of the reason I'm not going around running around down to Venice to do a spot in mm-hmm, Santa Monica mm-hmm. so I'm like what am I 10 10 yeah, what am I yeah, learning yeah. out of that I'm not I'm not unless mm-hmm. I'm like now unless I'll you're working it. it up for something yeah. or a TV spot so the way the money works in the states let me explain like just break it down so the opener the guy who goes first the host and this is on the road gets 500 bucks the guy who goes second gets 700 bucks and then as a headliner your first gig your first run you maybe get a thousand dollars to do a headlining gig that mm-hmm. you have to play to fly yourself out and then they'll put you in a condo oh my god and p- flights are so expensive yep so that's cutting into that yep and so so then if you do that for a year maybe you get to 1200 maybe you get to 15 you're probably going to peak at about two grand and then the club and and these are the these are the confusing things that you may may not be getting told by about a lot of comics in this country because they won't tell you this mm-hmm. because they want you to think they're famous is that what the clubs do in this country is they pay per a room they go they have an email blast they blow it out hey guys free tickets mm-hmm. and so everyone signs up for free tickets and it's a free show those are shit shows mm-hmm. those are the shows where no one has a common theme all it is is that they're broke but also if you're not if you even pay two dollars mentally you're invested in a game yes but, but they if don't you turn do up that. and you can just leave because and you didn't you, pay anyway and, and you don't give a fuck it's yeah. your night your yeah. night this is my night so then you get two grand now you then you bump up maybe you'll get maybe there's you can get to three grand with bonuses that means you can do good radio you can go on radio and you could bring in some two for one tickets mm-hmm. right which still means nothing then you get to six grand and at six grand that's where you pretty much stop mm-hmm. and so you there are a lot of comics uh, and all the comics that you were on those 15 minute ones, like the opener, Mulaney's paying him out of his pocket. He's mm-hmm. Mulaney pays for him. He flies him out probably in his jet and pays for him. Mm-hmm. But like most of those comics great comedian. stop it at, he's a great comedian. If he's working with John Mulaney, we will definitely know more f- from mm-hmm. him. John's a brilliant comic mm-hmm. and John hangs out with only brilliant comics. Um, but, and then at six grand, it kind of like levels off. And that's where I think most guys live that are names, mm-hmm. meaning like, like guys where you'd go, oh, I, I've saw, I saw his half hour on Comedy Central. I saw his That's half hour That's why you have on- here, uh, there's a little bit of snobbery in the UK. So I'm, I'm an actor and I'm a comedian and I do like dramatic acting as well. So I do yeah. like and writing. And sometimes it can be like, but which one would you pick? And I'm like, I never get asked that in America because in America, there's an attitude of just work as hard as you can. Do as many things as you can. Work as hard as you can. And I love that. I love that attitude here. Yeah. And there's also like, you always see stand-ups auditioning for things and auditioning for TV shows and acting parts and there's never any snobbery about that because you're also like oh if you can only make six grand 
you know, when you go out and about at, yeah. at the top end, of course, you need to be doing an acting job. Yeah. And of course, you need to be trying and selling a script. Whereas in the UK, that tends to be a little bit more like, oh, you're writing a script now, are you? And you're in that. How? But but I thought you were this. Yeah. Whereas in the, and that's the one, that is not the one thing. I love America. I really do. Um, but a thing about America I really love is a work ethic. And um, there's, a, there's a lot less stigma attached to failure in this country. Oh, 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 oh. Way less. If you, I had if you a think failed TV show for seven years, yeah. but I only did that because I was at the six grand level on stand up. Yeah. And so I had to have a TV show to supplement. Mm-hmm. So, so I did a TV show. I did that. I mm-hmm. had a development deal over at NBC yeah. for a couple but of years. People wouldn't judge you because you're still trying and you're still working. You're hustling. In the U- yeah, you're hustling. And that is it's exactly the hustle. It. And the fact that you had TV shows, they're, they're like, oh, did it not work out? But mate, you had a TV show. Whereas in the UK, it's like, oh. Remember when that didn't go too well? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like the stink of shame about it. And that can happen in Ireland as well. Ah, yeah, but they'll never get over that time that thing didn't go too well or that bad gig you had. And it's, it can really hold people back because really? that fear of, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a see, big, failure is the most cultural, beautiful thing in yeah, this country. Yeah, and I love it. You get into an Uber in this country and someone will say, yeah, well, I've got a business. It fell apart, but I'm going to try again. You're like, high bloody five, mate. Yeah. But in, in the, the stigma attached to shame and vulnerability and putting yourself out there, in the UK and Ireland definitely holds a lot of people back and and means we don't forgive because I, there's a little bit of schadenfreude a bit like nah yeah no 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 no, they're good they're good it's just I saw I saw one of their things that wasn't actually that great just so you know oh see you, you look at anyone who's had mm-hmm. any show and you go god man that's awesome like, yeah what, what's I know next? the other thing to, yeah I mean I, I look at yeah. everyone as like as like I can't wait to see I remember running into Louis one time Going like, what are you working on now? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just had a show that failed, and I was like, I know, but can't wait to yeah, see the next yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 the next thing, exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's um, that's what I love about this country that it's kind of like, right, get get up and get on. Then what's the next thing? And there's less. You might feel awful about it, but that does that awfulness is coming from your own disappointment, not from like the people around you going. Oh, did it not work out for you? Oh, yeah. that must be embarrassing. Is that embarrassing? Is it embarrassing? And you're like, well, of course it's embarrassing, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. And so that's, I think to be a stand-up in many ways, you'd have a very low embarrassment threshold. Well, you just got to be able to yeah. fail. I mean, if I went yeah, to the store the other it. night and, and failed. And failed and you and die in your ass and then you so go, right, well, tomorrow we go on again. So what's your plan with the States? Are you going to be coming um, here? Yeah, I'm here until the end of March. I'm just, I'm about to do a pilot in about three weeks time. I don't know when this go. when does this go out? I'm going to put it up tonight. Ah, okay. So I'm not sure. I don't think I'm allowed to say anything about it, but uh, tonight, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to do a pilot out here. I've got the Netflix show coming out, I think in the autumn. Um, fall? Then in the fall. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, what else is coming out? Those are really successful for Netflix. Which ones? The those? shorter form stand. I love it though. I think it's great because also, like you're saying, I don't have an hour that I really want to put out there. And when yeah. I do, I'd hope people be my baby. But 15 minutes. I've been doing 15 minutes in America for about four years now, and and never mind how long I've been doing some of the material for in the UK. And I felt yeah, I felt really ready. And did the shows go as well as I wanted them? Maybe, maybe they could have been a bit better. It's different doing it with cameras there than when you get to do a live no, gig. No, no, yeah. But I'm kind of proud of the material I was doing I was happy and I'm like yeah that's a good calling card for me for the states and I was sort of like yeah it was a really good like I, I feel like that's what I was ready to do and again like and you, you say about Atlanta in Atlanta yeah and again when you say about working the door in terms of like do I deserve one over an American comedian who's been working at the door of the comedy store I've like well, taken that- out bank loans to fly to America and to do every single gig in this town for four years no one's been paying me it's all been out of my own money yeah. and I've 
flown over and missed opportunities. So, so in a way, we all do our own version of our. Not that I that makes me deserve it anymore. No, everyone's but do I got feel like their I own. Don't not you know. Um, I don't think you need to work the door, and I th- and I'm not, that, I hope that what no, you no, no, crude no. out of this conversation. No, was, it's a good it's yeah. a good metaphor for things because it also opens up the idea that there are different types of struggle and that people do appreciate. Everyone appreciates struggle and. I think and, and getting to somewhere with hard work there's and there's no nicer feeling than when you've worked hard for something and you get it that's a lovely like oh my god it's paid off yeah that's a lovely feeling for any of us and the disappointment of like god I worked hard in that that would have been a nice one to get whether it's an audition or a gig or whatever it is and I always empathize with anyone who feels like that could have been their shot that's a that's an awful feeling to have um and that's very human for all of us to yeah. have that feeling no matter where it's coming well, I think from. that I think that 15 minute thing will really will really blow you up and and oh that's well we hope so and if not I was really proud to have gotten there and I feel like it's it's who I am and if people don't like what's lovely about the 15 minutes if you don't like me it's not it's not it's not eight more of me it's a load of different types of people you go yeah not my thing next oh yeah great some more of that please yeah, yeah. and that's how there, there'll be enough of like different type of views there for everyone you know yeah 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 I think um I hope this uh, conversation hasn't been too all about uh, the the stand up and booking for your oh, audience members. That's all they want to hear. Really? Oh my! my I mean, they're my. I mean, the people that listen to this podcast for the most part um, are on dialysis machines. Well, no, no, they would just one dude. <laughs> He's in Indianapolis. What's up, brother? I hope you're doing well. Yeah, big um, shout out. What's what's his name? Uh, I forgot. Um, but Mr. Kidney. They uh, they just like uh, this is a this podcast has been very different than a lot of the ones I do because. It was an open, honest conversation. I think we mm. started by you saying, you know, there people need to listen, and and I feel that wholeheartedly. Like I, I really feel like no one listens in this country. You might everyone... agree, but you might not agree. But like even listening to you, and I, it's really nice to hear your, like, of course. I, I get what you're saying. That's a really nice thing to, and if that puts a, like a little, if our conversation now, even though we've sort of disagreed on a certain amount of things, if our conversation now means that when I go to go bloody hell, like we need another guy in this situation or something, just for a moment to stop and go, mm, let's just have a little think about that or approach it with a bit more kindness. And similarly, if you're on the road and you see a, a couple of names of some comedians that have been recommended to you to support you, I don't even know if that's something you do. And you look at one, you're like, do you know what? Let's put that, um, female comedian on if she's been recommended she's clearly good enough to get on the list let's just give her a go this weekend somewhere and see how that goes and I will support. Rob Delaney for example only has female comedians support him because he's like oh with my audiences I get to introduce them to something and something I care about and that's just a really nice little nod from someone it's not in any way patronising because we all are good at our jobs and we open well for him but it's just a nice thing to, to have someone go and you're like oh it's, it's that's not taking space from someone else it's just going it's nice to get that little that little help there that little handout sort of thing or that little moment where yeah I w- yeah you just slightly think yeah it's, you know I, it's i think it's I, I i probably won't be doing that ever i mean i'll bring women on the road with me but i would never just say oh no of course, of course not no no nor, nor, nor am i asking you yeah. but just in terms no of, no 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 i'm not i don't think yeah. you were asking me but i i would never i i definitely I am against uh, making a bu- like a, a a brush stroke statement and going. Mm-hmm. I I bring women. Sorry, guys. I just bring women. Mm-hmm. I just I personally. And that's for you. Yeah, for me. For, for me. Yeah, I, yeah, for me. Yeah. I go for Rob. That's fine. I, yeah. I think that's great for him. Um, but I I would feel like I would be disservicing 
people in mm-hmm. general as opposed to saying but you know, say there are some comedians a- what's nice is there are some comedians who only bring their friends on tour and then I would there love are some to bring comedians, my fucking friends on yeah, tour I would love to have friends to bring on but tour but like there are, fr- there are other comedians then who only bring new acts on tour and they they use it as There's an opportunity black comics who only bring white comics on tour yeah exactly and then there are comedians who go do you know what part of who I am is I like to give a leg up to people who are new part of what Rob is is that he would like to give more space for female voices part because he that's what he feels so there are all yeah, those different ways I think that that's cool can, that Rob does that I just I go like <clears throat> I would never say like I only travel with Mexican comics the point of me saying that yeah. was to say that if any of those moments for me or for you coming out of this conversation that just gives us thought, pause for thought rather than bogging ourselves down with just our own prisms. With me, it's from always gone, the only prism I can look at things at immediately is from a female perspective. Yeah. Yours, both of ours is from a white perspective. Mine is from a European and an Irish perspective as an immigrant in this country. Yours is someone who lives here. There I'm are, Irish also. Sorry. I'm you're Irish, I'm, I'm oh, Irish. are you? Okay, right. <laughs> Name seven places in Ireland then, Bert. Um, uh, no, no, no. But then yours is from an American. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's in Dublin. <laughs> but then yours is like from um, you're looking at me as someone who's like a, an Irish I'm looking at you as an American Irish person which is a very different experience of our culture yeah. of our shared culture on St. Patrick's Day when it happens that if if these talks and again the different voices that you hear you see on screen if they just give you a second to to look out from from a different pair of sunglasses than your own that's never a bad thing. And that's a little bit of a chill pill for culture in general when that happens. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I, I have women work with me on the road, mm-hmm. but then, I'm, I, but then I'll, be, I'll be honest with them at times. And I think that's not welcomed in this culture. I, I, was, I'm not, I won't say her name, but I was, on, uh, I was in a, a town recently with a woman who was mm-hmm. opening for me. I don't think I really paid attention to the fact she was a woman mm-hmm. until uh, Friday night when we're all partying mm-hmm. and as a comic as an older comic to a younger comic mm-hmm. i wanted to tell her she's like i'm going home mm-hmm. I, as a guy if it was a guy i'd be like no you're staying here we're partying yeah. we're hanging out we're talking comedy we're bullshitting we're breaking i'm doing an hour in two weeks mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about my fucking act i don't give a fuck but it's a woman and i can't say that to a woman also as a 45 year old man mm-hmm. no you're staying here what the fuck does that sound like mm-hmm. so i said okay go and she left and then saturday night i was like are you going to hang out tonight? She's like, oh, I think I'm going to go home. And I was like, okay. And then in my head, I was like, hey, no one Have there ever been other comedians that, that you've done that for? Every guy. Every guy. Mm-hmm. If, I, I would never, let, I would never yeah. let a guy go home. Yeah. I would never. I'd be like, I no, think in that you're on the road with me. I'm Bert. You know I what I do? Really, I would really appreciate... So th- I, that's a really nice thing that you took that moment to go, oh, maybe this would be weird. Well, but uh, I would, uh, that, I would yeah. also really appreciate going, do you know what? Tomorrow, and maybe you do talk to someone differently, but you go, tomorrow, I would love you to stay out if you wouldn't mind. I'd just love to talk to I, you. I said to her, um, I said, I just at the very end, I said, I just want you to know I'm treating you differently because you're a woman. I would I would treat you if you want to be treated like a man I can mm-hmm. but I, but I would feel very uncomfortable doing that mm-hmm. I would never want you to be somewhere with me I, I understand yeah, that yeah, 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 late yeah. night I understand you're also a woman you have to go home yeah on like your I, would, own, I, 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 I don't yeah. I would never want that mm-hmm. but I will say to you that this is happening and I can't not acknowledge it because then I'm being out of integrity yeah and like but I definitely say because in that situation that might give her a chance to go and I'm not sure what happened but just say in advance of you saying that she I think staying that's a, a drink that, but that's um that's a really nice thing to say to someone actually because you're also addressing it in a warm, open way and saying, look, I feel uncomfortable. And also then you give them the chance to go, listen, I've got 
someone dying at home and you go god this whole time I thought it was about me but actually yeah. there was something going on that yeah. you just didn't feel comfortable telling it's me because I'm as a employer. comic I stay I do my show I stay I party at the bar I hang out yeah. that's that's when I have my first drink is, is when I tell the machine story on the late show mm-hmm. and I definitely want to get off stage talk about what I did what the night mm-hmm. was I want to talk I want to and download. that can be like I, I love drinking for example so I like staying out late yeah so then there'll be some people who like don't like hanging out but my favorite thing especially i find it hard to wind down so like that's my fa- my favorite part of stand-up is the community oh, and that's i i love hanging out and I've then there are some but there are the some people me. male or female who are like i go in i do my bit i go home and i write it up Tom and Shura. don't drink I, I always need like i i always like having a beer before i go on stage for example now to some other people they're like no no, no, no way but for me that's a real i like reminding myself that this should be fun and something about a beer, it doesn't make me slur my words. Yeah. A beer makes me go, oh yeah, we're all here to have fun. I can't drink on stage. I, I literally, mm-hmm. I, I can, I definitely have a lot. But getting it's ready not for this, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting re- ready for the special I just shot, I was like, it's I'm not all there. Yeah. And then even for the special, we did two shows. Mm-hmm. First show I was stone sober for, but it wasn't my favorite show, wasn't my best show. Mm-hmm. But my le- next one, part of me was like, God, man, I should have a drink before. And then I was like, no. And also that's... sometimes that comes with like, you've been doing it for 20 years. Sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, that, that party thing, it's now trained up on me to come. You, you know the way sometimes if you hang out with your friends, you don't even need a drink because you're like, yay, the, just yeah. the fun comes immediately. And that's kind of like your audiences. Like that is what happens after 20 years. You, you need less you know all the stimulants you need you're like no i got this i don't need what i thought i used to need all right i'm gonna i'm gonna here's the deal Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna find a date Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take you somewhere in this country to open for me Mm -hmm. just two person show yeah that's all i do i don't i don't like doing a three person show anymore Mm -hmm. um we'll make it so that you don't lose money you'll make some money but all about money bert uh, (laughs) fucking you'd be shocked this fucking business has changed so fucking much yeah when i first started featuring i just i just ate bit the bullet Mm. and i was like i guess i'll lose money this is like going to grad school but we'll and and we'll find a place to take you so that you can see this country and uh you can see some american audiences a whole new don't you dare close your eyes. Why don't you always talk like that? We, um, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bird. After, after what? Three hours of a podcast, you go, why don't you have a different voice? <laughs> I mean, if you can do that. It'd be like Aladdin and Jasmine on a carpet together, Bird. The two of us would be like, a whole new world. And just like looking out at America. <laughs> the whole of the Midwest, some of them are here for free. <laughs> I got a 1300 seater coming up Whoa. in the middle of this month. In the middle of the country. Well, congratulations, Bert. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I make a lot of money. You should know that money, by now. Money, money, money. Oh, listen, you've never mentioned it, so it's really interesting to me Shut that you bring it up. up. <laughs> How much money do you make? How much money do you make in a... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to answer How much money do you make on eight and questions. a half cats? I'm not going to tell you. Do you make a lot of money on eight, eight and, and a half, half cats? Eight and a half cats. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten cats. Uh, it, um, I make it... Yeah, it do you make more money... There for TV or here for TV? Oh, there for TV without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here More, is like, that's what I'm saying. Even like my Netflix special will just about cover, won't even cover the amount of money I've spent coming over to the States trying yeah. to make it here. Um, and I don't even know what make it here looks like, but I do enjoy I've, it's I've being always passed loved to America. The store. Oh, 
so I'll never really make it. I can make I'm as gonna many. Ma- I'm going to make sure you get past. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want your. I don't want your help now. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm eleven. <laughs> I feel years like I've had to do a three-hour podcast of back. <laughs> no, I'm eleven years older you know than you. I'm like happen. a big brother to you. Do you know I'm going to take you under my wing and make sure you're past <laughs> at the store. I'm going to get you a Death Squad T-shirt. Do you know what's going <laughs> to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? I'm going to go on and go. Listen, I got this girl. I got her, and then I'll go up and bomb and just die on my ass. <laughs> I'll go up right after you and bomb. Yeah. <laughs> And then and then by and then if you get past the store, you definitely need to move here. But if I if I get past the store, then you will have a solid string of Irish people every. Oh, do you know how week. much I fucking love that? Yeah, I that's love the thing. Irish I people. will bring some paper cash. There'll be Irish people, and they'll be like, but I I hooked up with an Irish chick one time. Irish people love when Irish people do something else. That's what I'm saying. We're still getting over Colin Farrell and Britney Spears kiss. I was trying to get I was trying to get Al Murray over here. Oh, Al is lovely. Yeah, he's and he, great. he he was just like. He was like, I don't know if it's going to translate. I think he's doing, I think he did New York. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be just, it'd be working. That's where if, even if you're a big deal, coming over to anywhere and doing 10 minute spots is good because you just get to wangle, just see the in on the joke. So, so, so for example, here, it took me a long time to realize if I get the MC at a start of a gig to mention that I'm Irish twice so the next girl she's Irish so all the way from Ireland here comes Ashing B yeah. it just gives that word Irish twice to the audience a second to go what does that mean the significance oh yeah okay I'm not going to understand some yeah. words I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay or attention or like the accent or what, what's Ireland again and I know that sounds so silly but it just even if you were to come over and I go this next act's from America he's got an amazing podcast that even says something about maybe uh, again the voice but also the style that might come on so you just prepare yourself slightly and those tiny signifiers make such a difference. And in on a joke, like we were talking about earlier, can be the... So say, for example, Al Murray's thing is that he's a British pub landlord, which is a very UK Very specific. Reference. But again, being a sort of macho man running a venue, like it's quite like a Chicago bar guy. Like it's yeah. almost like an always sunny... Oh, yeah. You know, I told him, I told him it would translate. You, it, he could do it here. You just have to work out the wording of it. And it took me about a year and a half of doing stand-up in L.A., to work out what like I would not know from gig to gig if I would go on and people would find me the funniest weird thing in the world or I would just bomb and I would just be like what is that and I couldn't work and then slowly but surely it's a word here and in on a joke there knowing when to slow down when to just stay true to who you are that you work and th- those are from just small little because oh, you, yeah. you get to ruminate on it you go and you do 10 to 15 and then you work, walk away and you go hmm interesting and you kind of sometimes I'd walk back to my Airbnb or something and that walk home would be a little bit like hmm interesting what happened there and just that little kind of like let it sink in Um, so yeah so that's that again sometimes it's just an in on a joke and that does come from like little gigs especially in America when you're translating something that's really culturally like Al but Al's a lovely lovely guy he's great mm-hmm. he makes more money than I do yeah UK does <laughs> oh but you still make a lot of money Bert <laughs> you I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> I by the way I did I was not trying to uh, whatever uh, everyone knows I, I love uh, one of my favorite things to do is we did it on the podcast one mm-hmm. time we all shared how much money we made on the same oh show oh my god it was four of us me Ari Shafir Big J Oakson, and Tony Hinchcliffe and uh, is that because if you did, if you all took out your penises on a podcast, no one would be able to see or hear them? You got so it. So you had to say how much money you made. You, I think there's video of it, so we could have taken our dicks out. Ari would have won. Ari has a. Oh, big is this dick. filming this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I would have more angled myself this way. <laughs> how if tall I'd known. are you? Five seven. Um, the that's the average I didn't type. totally know was being filmed. Oh, how yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. 
The um, but we did that. We all said how much we made on this one gig at the same time, and then. Uh, but but I I love that kind of shit. I love it. <laughs> me me Ari and Tom lost transparency about what we made on gigs because we wanted to make sure we were getting paid fair. That is so that is that is good other. to do, and I do do that with my friends as well. It can fuck you over at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when your buddy tells you what you make, what he made, and then you go mm-hmm. to the same venue and you're making less, mm-hmm. and you try to negotiate to get yeah. your rate up, and then they're like, "How do you know what he made?" Yeah, and, and then you don't want to like dob your friend in. Yeah, but and then you do an accident, worth... and then your agent reaches out to him. Yeah, that happened this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then it's also like you know, it's it's no harm a bit of transparency in terms of pay and yeah. wages because it's really hard. We're all self-employed, we're on our own, and you don't know what's normal and sometimes there is an element to a lot of us that's like oh my god I'm so lucky to be making money from this silly silly thing yeah that we're all sometimes it's hard to know when to be incredibly grateful that we get to work and we get to do this job and how I'm so grateful that I get to and I get paid for it mm-hmm. but then there's also an element of yeah I'm with a union I I do hours I there's a certain level of being paid for your service and not being so grateful that you don't try and pay your own bills or, or know what you're worth because people producers and, and and people at the top are not apologizing for the wage packets so you shouldn't always you know apologize for that you want to get paid for your product which you've worked really hard at yeah. so that 15 minutes for example i've done i've toured around everywhere and, and you know you work hard and then it also it's gone once you do that you can't do that material anymore it's not like a song with a musician they get to tour it and tour a song um, or if you have a great story like being the machine that you get to do it over <laughs> and I don't even know I don't even know the story properly but um, that in general well, you, you don't get 30 to minutes I'll tell it to you uh, um, <laughs> speaking of which I really need to go for yeah. a wee I gotta go to the bathroom too oh well, we did God. a nice two and a half hours right Halston that was yeah. gorgeous. I really enjoyed great my time, Bert. And God bless America. And I hope that everyone watches this Ugly Delicious, the cookery show and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And I think it's the start of lovely things happening. It's everyone putting their hands up for a second going, I'm going to put down my gun. Well, I guarantee you they're watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy now because you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee yeah. you my whole family's in there either watching that I, or... I brought it up for Bert, uh, Bert's wife and his kid when, the lovely little cutie, uh, when I came in that they should watch it. They were trying to watch Steel Magnolias and I was like, no guys, get away from all that culture. <laughs> <laughs> watch a reality TV show. Um, I'm going to take an attempt at saying your name one more time. Here we go. Ashling. Yes. Ashling. Ashling B. Uh, we never got to talk about the beautiful letter you wrote uh, to your dad, which I think, uh, like I've lost, uh, I've lost friends to the same same thing, and it, but it, one of those, I, that letter was absolutely beautiful. Oh, I read it and I was like, much. I was really impressed, and and I felt like I go, I know her, but I really only knew that you through that those two girls. So dancing. I assume you have a lot of men who listen to this podcast. If you yeah. do, not this is me genuinely not trying to plug my own work, but I wrote um, uh, an article which you'll find on my Twitter or my Instagram. Um, about suicide and um, depression and uh, my dad took his own life and I'd love for you to read it uh, just in case you're struggling or having a tough time. Yep. We're all very, pretty honest on this podcast. Yeah. I talk about anxiety and PTSD mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of guys come up to me after the show and they're like, yeah. oh my God, thank you so much for sharing. But you should read that uh, this this letter. Uh, it was a letter or is it an article? It's an article with a little letter at the end a of it. A little letter. At the, uh, yeah. Now I'm fucking talking like you. <laughs> um Ashling, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much, Bert. And thank you for having me. You're an absolute treat.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.